Welcome to the Full Fun Film! I am Bunny Williams, and with me is... My name is Reverend Steve. I am the founder of the Church of Ed Wood, actual thing worth a Google. Sometimes I am Mr. Steve, bizarre children's storyteller on YouTube. You can find me there, youtube.com slash storytime with Steve. And most of the rest of the time, I am May, and I am a woman, and I'm okay with that. And I'm, 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 I'm doing pretty good. This is episode 425. It's our special Thanksgiving episode. Very excited. Uh, so much to talk to about this week's film, which course is the 1984 Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade, which was a big bizarre shit show that I am so excited about. And uh, wow, it's obvious who was carrying the weight, and it was Brian, Brian Gumble, and not Pat Sajak, you yes. fucking jackass. Yes. Man. Yes, although, although I, I am fucking still having all over. a... A hard time recovering from this Thanksgiving Day parade that we watched because we are watching the Thanksgiving, the Macy's Thanksgiving Day parade from 1984 when all of a sudden Brian Gumble decides to show us an earlier Macy's Thanksgiving Day parade from, so I don't know where I am anymore. Yeah. Brian Gumbel like, caused me to become unstuck in time. Did time lapse just get invented <laughs> in 1984? Because there was like three different time lapses in the first ten minutes. It was freaking ridiculous. But anyway, before we get to this week's film, which again is the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade from 1984... Uh, this is the monologue, Easy Breezy. We just talk a little bit, really excited about this week's film. I've got a fun game for us to play during Bunny Versus, and this week, Steve Stubbs will be talking about the movie to talk about right now that yes. everyone's talking about. But here in the monologue, I like to usually do a story from the news that maybe people didn't hear about or something big that's happening but this week is a first for our new shorter format a mini shap a mini shap still a part of the monologue a really cute really short mini shap for those of you who are new to this shap is short for ah, steve's historic approximations it was a segment that we used to do and it uh, it took over a huge portion of my existence so uh my camera's glitching again that's so neat when it does that uh now that it's glitching i'd like to say that it's my wife's but okay so here's the story this week's steve's historic approximations i want to tell this story okay so there's London, and that's a place. And surrounding it is the River Thames. And it's yes. been there for, like, the longest time. And um, it's so dirty by now 
that I'm pretty sure that everyone and Jesus could walk on it. You know? <laughs> That's how gross the River Thames is. And like, oh, hey, uh, what should I do with this spittoon? I don't know. Chuck it in the Thames. Hey, what should I do with this uh, bedpan? Chuck it in the Thames. What should I do with these rotting dog carcasses? Chuck it in the Thames. But then the problem also is that, oh, man, this is London, big, massive, teeming city of shit. Uh, we need water to drink. What should we do? Well, uh, we're a bottling company. We're here in London. And don't worry, we've got the finest water. We actually don't have water. Just get it from the Thames. So basically, everyone's drinking gross shit water in London. And so throughout the years, there's these massive cholera outbreaks in London. Oh, it's 1704. Cholera, a bunch of people dying. It's 1760. Up your bum. People are getting cholera. It's 1800. People are getting cholera all over the place. Well, it's 1850, and London is being hit with its worst cholera outbreak in, like, forever. And people are dying like crazy. And there's one physician in town, a new physician, and he wants to get to the bottom of this. And unfortunately, his name is Jon Snow. Okay. Uh, Insert Game of Thrones joke here. I never saw it, never cared to, so insert Jon Snow joke. I don't know. Uh, I guess he got busy guarding the wall, I think. I don't know. I, I, think, I think something like that. I, he, was, he was like part man and part given. Uh, yeah. which made him incredibly strong for a given, not terribly much for a man. Yeah, he's part man, part ape, and uh, one of his siblings is Elliot Page, and they yes. go back in time. So, so like, I know that. <clears throat> so, it's 1850, massive cholera outbreak. Jon Snow is a new physician. And he's like, I'm pretty sure I know why everyone's getting cholera. Maybe it's because we're all drinking shit water from the Thames, but all the, the doctors and scientists in England, they come out and say, okay, we have figured out why everyone's getting cholera. And Jon Snow's like, ah, they got to the bottom of it. It's the shit water, and all of the scientists go, we've uncovered the secret to this cholera outbreak. It's all the clean air we've been breathing in. It's unhealthy. <laughs> all this clean air is filthy. So if anything, stay indoors. And you know what else you should do? Drink a bunch more of our dirty shit water. It'll keep you healthy. Whatever you do, don't go outdoors and breathe air. That's got fucking demons. I don't know, but that's that what's an, giving an us amazingly color. Republican answer, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. That's what's giving us cholera. So there you go. Don't breathe. So, but Jon Snow was like, uh, guys, I'm pretty sure you're wrong. Pretty sure it's the fact that we're all drinking dirty-ass British shit water. And, but the leading doctors are like, oh, uh, just settle down there, Jon Snow. Go guard the wall from the 
Frost Giants of Yodelheim or whatever the fuck. Uh, because uh, we're scientists. It's 1850. We know everything there will ever be about science. We know that it's fucking demons in clean air going up your butthole. I don't fucking know. But Jon Snow is like, I, I think it's water, and I'm going to figure this out. So I'm going to go... Uh, how should I do this? I know. I'll go to all the businesses, knock on the door, go one by one, see how many people have died, see if there's a connection. So he goes to this business, knocks on the door, they open. Oh, so what are you? Oh, we're a bakery, mum. Uh, we make crumpets for the tea timing. How many people do you have working here? Fifty. Okay, well, how many people? People have died. Oh, ten people have died. It's horrible. It's horrible, m'lady. <laughs> Bye, cracky. So, so he goes, okay, writing that down. Okay, thank you. He goes to the next place, knocks on the door. It's like, oh, what business are you? Oh, we're in plastics. Like, I don't know. Okay, so uh, how, many pe how many people do you have working here? A hundred. How many people have died? Oh, well, this cholera outbreak is horrible. 98 people have died. It's just me and Frank now. Okay. Running the fucking plastics machine, whatever. It's like, oh, man, this is horrible. So he knocks on the, uh, the next business, and it's a brewery. He opens the door, and everyone's drunk. There, uh, some of them are... Singing sea shanties. Some of them are slow dancing, like in the lighthouse. Yeah. One guy's in the corner, naked, peeing on a lamp. Like, everyone's drunk. So it's like, hi, I'm Jon Snow. Bad name, I know. Uh, I'm here to interview you you people. And the head brewer is just like, well, yes, my name is John Q. O'Shaughnessy, James Jenkins. What? Fuck you. I'm not drunk. You are. I'm driving home. I'm totally fine to drive. I love you. Let's make out. I had sex with your wife. I'm vomiting now. What? Because he's totally wasted. Everyone's wasted. And Jon Snow's like, okay, well, I'm trying to get that to the bottom of this cholera thing. So, uh... How many people do you have working at this brewery? Oh, well, we're the largest brewery in town in England. We have 500 people working at this brewery. And Jon Snow's like, huh, huh, okay. So uh, how many people have died? And the brewer says, oh, how many people died from the cholera outbreak? Oh, well, let me tell you, we had five and Jon Snow goes, five what? And the brewer goes, no, that's it. We had five. We had five people die. That's it. And Jon Snow's like, that's insane. The last place, they had like 99.99% of the people fucking died of cholera. People are dying all over the place. This throws me all off. You see, I thought that the cholera outbreak was tied to the water. And then the brewer says, Oh, well, we don't drink water here. Yeah. And the brewer said, and Jon Snow says, what? You don't drink water here? And the head brewer says, yeah, we don't drink water here. Well, I know five people who did. <laughs> They're not fucking around anymore. And because there was a brewery where everyone just drank alcohol, 
Jon Snow was able to tie the massive 1850s cholera outbreak to the water and stopped uh, cholera outbreaks from breaking out in England. And it was all thanks to uh, the planet's greatest hero, alcoholism. Hooray! That's a win for alcoholism. Yes. They get a lot of, of wins, you know? So it's good for them to finally have a, a win under their belt, you know? They, yes, it is. They, Lord knows they deserve it, you know? Anyway, we have a podcast to get to, so let's do it. Cut on monologue! That, that helps you in the editing process. Buddy! Yes! So I have the AMCA list, and what that is is a subscription service wherein for $19.95 a month, I get up to three movies a week. And so from December 2018 to March 2020, I saw 177 different movie showings in a 66-week period of time, which is insane. Then the pandemic came along and did all up. But now movies are back, and so am I. So it's time for some up-to-date movie reviews with... Steve Stubbs of the Week! Thank you. That was wonderful. Uh, this installment of Steve Stubbs represents my 21st week back in theaters. And in that time, I have seen 37 movies in theaters. I only saw one this week, but we'll get to that. We'll talk about that. This week, I saw the following movie in theaters. And my movie pick of the week that we will be talking about at length Ghostbusters Afterlife. And we'll also be discussing the movie I did not see and for a reason. So, first off, let's talk about the movie that I didn't see in theaters. Um, so, I've been wrestling with gender recently. You might be shocked by this. Uh, it catches us all by surprise. Yeah, well... Let me tell you the best part. If only about... there were some signs leading up to this. Yeah, it came out of nowhere, right? The yeah. best part about being a man who is also a woman is that at the end of the day, I can take my titties off and put them in a box. Yes. Which I think gives me at least one up on uh, most women out there. So, yes. Mm -hmm. Got that. So, uh, I've been slowly but surely dipping my feet out of the men pool and into the women pool all year. All year I've been doing this. And, and, uh, but last weekend, I really jumped into the deep end of the pool. And I went out uh, to the movies for the first time as a woman. And it was amazing and scary and frightening and freeing and I went to the bathroom as a woman for the first time and that was so uh, just such a I was so proud of myself I took a selfie in the bathroom while I was peeing and then <laughs> I was going to post it online and I'm like okay maybe this is only exciting to you maybe you shouldn't be posting bathroom selfies but anyway I, I, I was excited and it's so exciting to be out and about as yourself and to look in the mirror and be able to actually see you or the you you want to be. And uh, fun fact, I am bipolar. And uh, 
usually all that means is uh, uh, massive mood shifts. Like I'll just go through the day and then, hey, I'm feeling pretty good, you know? Feeling pretty happy about myself and feeling pretty confident, spring in my step, I'm going to have a great day. Yep, things are going great. And then suddenly in my head, Remember that time you sent a love letter to a girl in fifth grade and you didn't even know who she was, but she got your love letter and made all of the other women in class read it and you became a fucking freak? You're a dumbass, Steve. And that's the worst thing you'll ever do, and we're going to make you depressed for four days straight. Yes. So uh, most of the time it's that. I have a hard time pinpointing specific manic episodes other than when I'm drunk. But uh, the act of finally being out and about as a woman uh, sent me into a huge manic episode, and I, suddenly I had something I had to prove. And so I was a woman out and about for three days straight, and I tend to overdo things. Like Kasha. my life keeps... Uh, like, whenever we get a gym membership, my wife says the same thing. Okay, honey, you have, we haven't had a gym membership in, like, four years. Calm down. Be fine. And I'm like, yes, of course, I will. I, I will. I'm, I'm not going to overdo it. And next thing you know, I've ran, like, two m marathons on the treadmill. Yeah. And I'm swimming, and I'm trying to lose all this weight, and I'm, like, freaking the fuck out. I overdo it. So by Monday, you know, I had done so much as a woman, and, and, and it was such a physical, mental, emotional toll that by the time Monday came around, I was physically and mentally just absolutely exhausted. I'm not sure if gender exhaustion is a thing, but if it's not, I coined it. And so it, by Monday, it's like, I said it's 6 p.m. I could go to sleep right now because I'm just so exhausted in every way. Yeah. I, I've been trying to prove something to myself. I, I, I jumped off of so many cliffs. It's difficult being one gender and trying to be another gender because... And I didn't know this until I started jumping off of these cliffs, but it's like, oh man, I want to be the real me, but in order to do that, I have to go out into the outside world and show people who the real me inside is, and that's scary, but what that also means is that like, hey, I'm going to do the scariest thing that I've ever had to do a hundred times today. And then okay. tomorrow, wake up and do that shit all over again. And it was really, it was a toll. And at 6 o'clock, I'm just laying on the bed, completely exhausted, about to pass out. And I'm like, I'm so fucking exhausted from spending three days as a woman. And now I have to get up and do makeup and put on my fake boobs and put, out on, put on a nice outfit and put on some leggings. And what am I going to go see? Fucking Clifford? <laughs> I'm gonna do all this. 
I'm gonna get in some a nice outfit, some nice uh, uh, leggings, maybe some stockings and jeans, and uh, some you know a really nice undershirt and a dress, or maybe this nice top that I just bought. Uh, shave my face because my face isn't used to shaving, and so I'm growing oh, okay, a beard okay, okay, every okay. six okay, minutes. Now, now, now. I have shaved my face a time or two. Yeah. Not in the recent past, obviously. But you get the sensation of like a cool breeze going over the shaved parts, don't you? Yeah. Like you yeah. get a weird sensation from it not having been exposed in so long. Yeah, it's weird. It's yeah. weird. Yeah. And so eventually I just I just said, I'm not going to see fucking Clifford. Number one, uh, this will be the first time that I go to the movies in my small, bigoted, racist, homophobic town yeah. as a woman. I don't want my first movie in this town as a woman to be fucking Clifford, number one. And number two... Just the act of going out, you've really got to be brave and bold and strong and confident. And I'm an introvert that hates myself. So it's very difficult to be this type of person. And it's like, so I need to muster all this strength for Clifford? <laughs> so I didn't see Clifford. I'm like, honey, maybe you should put the kids to bed because... And I ended up going to bed at like 7.30... And I slept for a little over 12 hours. And I've been running, I've been running for like six hours of sleep every night. And so like this, I it just knocked out. I was, I was, you know, I, I so I, apparently that's what I needed, you know? And also, it's fucking Clifford. Well, it, it's it Clifford. It doesn't sound like like you're exhausted because of your gender. It, you're exhausted due to the anxiety and nervousness and all that shit. Trying to live your gender. I mean, yeah. It's, it's not fucking quite the hard. same thing there. Yeah. But it, it, yeah, it's it's real fucking hard. But uh, yeah, yes, so you're going go to be Clifford. more exhausted if you are doing terrifying things. Yeah, yeah, I didn't fully realize that, but yeah, it it I was just absolutely fucking exhausted. If and if we so. threw you in a giant tank full of tarantulas, yeah, you'd probably need a nap after. Yeah, probably. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, I didn't go see Clifford. I only saw one movie this week. But let's get to that one movie. Finally, the Steve Stubbs pick of the week is Ghostbusters Afterlife. I want to take this time to say that my movie pick of the week uh, isn't always the best. Usually, it's the one I want to talk the most about. Uh, now, first of all, I want to get this out of the way. There's an Easter egg that no one else in the theater noticed, but uh, for, a, 
for like a few seconds, you can see that the small town that they're in in Oklahoma, yeah. with finger quotes, because they filmed it all in Canada, but Oklahoma, uh, they're in the smallest town in the world, and it, it's supposed to be in the middle of nowhere, Oklahoma, and there's nothing to do, and, and they, they have an old-timey fucking soda shop fucking thing, and it, it's a really small town, and nothing's there. And the movie theater is showing Cannibal Girls. Okay. And it's like, number one, this is more unbelievable than the giant ghosts that are going to show up and terrorize the town. But yeah. I understand why that's there, because that's an Easter egg, because that was Ivan Reitman's first film, and this movie is being directed by Jason Reitman, the son of Ivan Reitman. Oh, I get it. It's nice. cute. It's a cute little uh, Easter egg that you threw uh, on the screen there, but also no one else in, in this town is, is noticing that. But anyway. Uh, also, it's really weird to, see, to, to have an entire theater of people sing uh, Who You Gonna Call in 2021. Yeah. That was really fucking weird. I thought I was done with this. <laughs> You know, so, uh, okay, so I want to start off this discussion by saying that it's going to sound like I hated the new Ghostbusters movie. I did not hate the Ghostbusters movie. It's not a bad movie. It's a good movie. Now, let me try and explain why that's the problem. Um, the, 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 the short explanation is. Welcome to fan service, the movie. The long uh, version of that is uh, this movie represents the new Hollywood, which is less, here's an original thing, and more, hey, you know this old property? Here's a new one with everything you like in it. Yeah. Everything you want is in this movie. This is for you fans. And hey, it's a new movie, but there's not much new about it other than special effects because this is more of the same. Basically, I just described the new Matrix movie. Uh, it, the, the show, the, the entire movie is a slow reveal of a bunch of stuff that is is here because of the fans. It, it made me appreciate the 2016 all-female Ghostbusters movie so much more yeah. because that one took risks. It didn't feel like a Ghostbusters movie, and that's good. They took this Ghostbusters franchise and said, we're going to do something new and different with it, but audiences, a lot of times, don't want something new and different that takes risks. Audiences just want to be comforted by more of the same, which basically means that the 26, 2016 Ghostbusters movie is Star Wars The Last Jedi, and the new Ghostbusters film, Ghostbusters Afterlife, is Star Wars The Force Awakens. The Last Jedi was different, 
and went to different places that we haven't seen before and tried to be bold and tried to take exciting risks, but people don't want it. More of the same. Yeah. So, so, so the new Ghostbusters, you know, there's nothing challenging about it. And, of course, you don't hate it. You like it because, oh, here's the movie. Oh, hey, everything's boring for 20 minutes. Here's the logo you love. Yeah. Okay. Uh, 15 more minutes of boring stuff. What is this? A PKE meter? Yeah. Remember? Remember? This is the thing from the thing. Okay. Uh, uh, here's a 15 more minutes of boring family drama. There's a car in that garage. I wonder what it is. Hey, it's the car! You, you, you remember? You remember the car? That's the car. You remember the, the car. car? Yeah, that's the car. It's not working, so... <laughs> Montage of someone working on it, and oh, is it gonna work? Is it gonna work? There's the siren noise. Huh? Huh? You, re you remember? You remember? That's, that's from the other movie. <laughs> and it's basically that over... It, there's a trap. You remember? You remember? The thing? <laughs> thing and it's and and uh paul rudd's at the supermarket and uh oh there's a rocket coming from over there where those stay puff marshmallows are you you, you yeah. remember do you remember that thing the, the the marshmallows those are the marshmallows and it's like fuck the ch chick ghostbusters tried to be funny and make it exciting and new and like fucking this is just a fanboy movie from a bunch of fucking fanboys and it's just and then in act three and that's uh, and that's what the commercials that's what the trailers i've been seeing that's all it looked like and like when i see the cute little marshmallow man running around on the store shelves i'm like really they you might know. have just, yeah, they might have basically just said, like, uh, hey, remember in the 80s when things only appeared because uh, we want to sell toys of them? Yeah. Here's another retro blast from the past. These annoying-ass things which are just here for merchandising reasons. Yeah. It is, it is a step above Johnny Depp's Dark Shadows. Yeah. Because I, I cannot resist seeing Paul Rudd and Bill Murray act up against each other in a comedy. Well, um, light spoiler alert, the live, all of the Ghostbusters show up. Notice I didn't say all of the living Ghostbusters show up. Yeah. All the Ghostbusters show up. Uh, oh, no. Did they? Oh, but not until the end, and they don't really interact too much with anyone else. It's more of a cameo. It's the whole thing of like, uh, hey, oh, and then, uh, oh, these kids who were trying to catch a ghost, they destroyed the town. They were put in the jail, just like the other ones were in the other film, you remember? And, uh, hey, 
you destroyed the town, little lady. You are going to be in jail for a long time. What do you have to say for yourself? And the girl says, don't I get a phone call? And the black guy goes, sure, but you just get one. Who are you going to call? Remember, that was the thing. That was the thing from the thing. Do you remember we did that? You're welcome. You love this movie because it has all of the things. And so uh, she calls the number from the Ghostbusters commercial that she saw on YouTube. Here's the same commercial from TV. You remember? You remember the thing? It's like this movie is trying to be its own thing, but it keeps getting held back by the literal ghost of other Ghostbusters movies. And yeah. it kind of sucks, and it kind of made me like the girl one more, because it's like, oh, no, we're taking the basis of the last Ghostbusters film, and we're making it our own, but this one is just dragged down by the ghost of Ghostbusters, and it kind of okay. sucks. Okay, but now I'm curious. How many Ghostbuster 2 callbacks did they do? There was nothing, and I liked that. There was not a single one. At all. No mention of the Statue of Liberty. No mention of anything. Yeah. The yeah. only person the only person who didn't show up in uh, the new Ghostbusters movie who wasn't in the other Ghostbusters movies is what's his name from Little Shop of Horrors. Because uh, he doesn't show up in He's the only one who didn't show up because uh, he doesn't act anymore. But everyone else is in it, and there you go, and hooray. And it, it made me worried for Back to the Future because the director of Back to the Future, Robert Zemeckis, he specifically said that in his contract, there will be no further Back to the Future movies as long as I'm alive. Yep. And so, like, fuck, if Robert Zemeckis dies tomorrow, then this time next week we'll be hearing about Back to the Future Returns. What? Marty McFly Jr.? What? He's in the basement and he finds blueprints. What's that? Hey, Dad, I found some weird thing in the basement. Looks like some blueprints for something real weird. Hey, What's the flux capacitor? You remember? You remember? That's the thing. Yeah. That's the thing from the other thing. And it's like, fuck. This is, this is, this is so many movies now. You know? Are just the fan service movies. And, and that sucks. Like, it, it was fun. And it was, it, it was entertaining. But it seems to be held down by the memory of all these other Ghostbusters movies. What it seemed was that uh, Dan Aykroyd signed off on a female Ghostbusters film. And, it, and it's like, oh, yeah, sure, you ladies can do a Ghostbusters film. But make sure you have callbacks to this and 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 this. And this and this and this and this and this. And Paul Feig's said... Thanks, but no, we're going to do our own thing. And Dan Aykroyd is like, you son of a bitch. How dare you not lick my asshole every second of this film. And so when uh, Lady Ghostbusters bombed, Dan Aykroyd is like, oh, yeah? Well, 
fuck you. I'm immediately working on my own, and it's going to kiss everyone's ass. And so, it like, this is a good film, but it's... It, it, it makes you appreciate the, the female one more. You know? Yeah. yeah. It's entertaining, it's fun, but... I mean, I will say it's better than Ghostbusters 2. That movie pissed me the fuck off. I hated that movie. <laughs> yeah. I hated that, that movie. not good. But that, that just kind of lets me know that if I'm going to watch one, I kind of have to watch both of them. Yeah. Yeah. Because uh, I haven't oh, seen the female... Because, like, I mean, we discussed it when the female one was coming out. It was like, I, I, I'm just not that into Ghostbusters. Like, it's okay. Yeah. But, like, I was an adult at the time, and, and, like, I saw Ghostbusters, and I kind of felt like, well, yeah, this is a good movie. I mean, it's no stripes, but it's a good movie. You know? Ghostbusters, I guess it's okay. It's no The Burbs. Yeah. Yeah. See, uh, I was a... the second one was fucking tragic. I was a kid when Ghostbusters and Ghostbusters 2 came out, and I loved Ghostbusters, but that's what makes me different from other uh, Gen Xers my age, is that I am able to say, I loved He-Man. As a child, I'm not watching that shit now. (laughs) I'm not spending, like, my 20s and 30s obsessing over this cartoon I watched when I was seven and buying all these rare vintage action figures and getting all fucking obsessed with it and getting super psyched when Kevin Smith decides to do a reboot that's yet again more fan service ass kissing because no, I'm not fucking eight anymore. Yeah. Like I liked the Ghostbusters when I was a kid, but I was a fucking kid and not a lot of adults do that anymore. It's like, oh, hey, this one thing from when I was a kid, I love it. Hey, this one movie I saw when I was a teenager is the best movie of all time. Ha! I tricked you. I wasn't talking about Ghostbusters there. I was talking about Donnie Darko. <laughs> I, there's this one group that I'm on in, on Facebook. Maybe you're on it too. Incredibly Strange Films on Facebook. Yeah. And like, it, it, someone posted like, I'm finally watching Donnie Darko, and I want to hear everyone's thoughts. And, and he seemed like maybe he was looking for someone to hate it, and he's like, Dude, what do you guys think? Do you think that this movie deserves the, the praise that it gets? And yeah, I saw that. I, 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 found it, I didn't really read the thread, but I found it kind of mildly curious. I read through the thread, and everyone was... Uh, talking about how great the film was, but I think that most people missed the point because while they were praising the film, they all said the same thing. Donnie Darko, an amazing film, an incredible vision. He should have died in the beginning, and he t- but he tried to live his life in this alternate world. You really have to watch the super longer director's cut to fully understand it, but he had to go back and finish the uh, cut off the alternate universe and complete the cycle by saving everyone in his life by sacrificing himself. An incredible film. I love it so much. Saw it when I was a teenager. And then the next person is like, oh, Donnie Darko? Donnie Darko is the best. I saw it when I was 17. Yeah. 
And then the next person, Donnie Darko was the best film of all time. I saw it when I was 15, and I've loved it ever since. Yeah, and it's like, yeah. I'm sorry, but maybe y'all should be thinking about why you love Donnie Darko so much when you all start off with, I saw it when I was a teenager, and... Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that, that's, that's so... That's, so a, that's, good, that's been, a good point. I, yeah. I, liked, I liked Donnie Darko. I find it an interesting movie. Uh, I, I was kind of interested... I mean, Jesus, you put a six-foot rabbit in it, and it's not Barbie. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get that. I totally understand. But that. yeah, but no, it, it it's not nearly as deep as things people seem to think it is. Yeah. A lot of times, something is just surface level, and people add depth to it. Yeah. Oh, what what the director was trying to get at here, and it's like, okay, you're just explaining what you see in it. You're not one hundred percent explaining what is happening in the film. Also, the first right. Ghostbusters... It was, a, it was a movie about angst, an angsty teen that angsty teens really liked. And that's yeah. fine. But, like, yeah. don't pull this intellectual superiority crap if yeah. you don't like Donnie Darko. I feel the same way about Empire Records. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of people uh, in my generation... I saw it when I was this age, and... So, was that the uh, one another with, uh, thing? Of... Liv Tyler. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I I, I saw Manning that. Day. I don't remember it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, another thing about the Ghostbusters, the new Ghostbusters movie, is that the the new one is funny, but the original Ghostbusters was fucking Bill Murray at his prime. Yeah. Fucking funny. And this new film isn't that and, and funny. And Dan Aykroyd at his prime, And Dan too. Aykroyd, I mean, Dan, yeah. Dan Aykroyd was a funny dude yeah. for a little while there. But, but this new Ghostbusters movie is trying too hard to be a Steven Spielberg coming-of-age film. Yeah. You know, and it's like, okay, Ghostbusters Afterlife, the original one was funny, but you're just, uh, like, Sense8, Project 8, 8, Millimeter, eight, what was that? Uh, yeah, eight, Super movie? 8. Super 8, yeah. You're just being Super 8. Like, it, no thanks. I'm fine. So anyway, that's Ghostbusters Afterlife, my movie pick of the week. Uh, if, you, if your fetish is uh, people in theaters singing Ray Parker Jr. songs, then oh boy, are you in luck. Next week, it's going to be a week of dramas. Uh, tomorrow I'm going to see uh, King Richard. I'm not sure how Hollywood made a Venus and Serena Williams biopic and have it be all about Will Smith and not Venus and Serena Williams, but yeah, whatever. Yeah, right? How fucking weird is that shit? Yeah. Yeah. It is fucked up. And then also House of Gucci, which... But they're both supposed to be amazing, so I guess we'll see you next week. So join us next week for more up-to-date movie reviews with Steve Stubbs of the Week. And cut on that. Funny. <laughs> that worked really good. <laughs> Thank you.
ready for everyone's favorite podcast segment, Funny Versus, starring the incomparable, the illustrious, the spellbounding, captivating, mind-bending, a Bunny Williams. Are you ready? Are you pumped? Are you amped? Are you jazzed? Are you psyched? Are you primed? Are you revved up? Are you, are you, are you charged? Are you ready to do it? Do it! Yes. Are you ready? Yes, I am. Well then, without any further ado, it's time once again for Bunny Versus. And now here is your host, Bunny Williams. Take it away, Bunny. Establishing shot. Camera slowly pans in. The sign says, Westview. Population. Dawn. The Scarlet Witch appears in the sky and lowers herself to the front of the to the front of the house. A voice is heard from the back. I'm in the back, I'm canning bananas. The Scarlet Witch goes around back, sees Agnes Harkin in a in Harkness in a in a very smart apron, canning bananas, peaches, and roaches. Uh, Scarlet Witch says to Agnes, I'm setting you free. Agnes comes back to herself. You're letting me out of here? Yes, I feel I'll need you more out in the world than locked up here. Well, okay, when do I go? Not so fast. I can't have you out in the world causing all kinds of trouble like you know you're prone to. So I am going to curse you with a conscious and bang! Aquafina. Aquafina is Agatha's, Agatha's conscience, follows her around everywhere, and tries to stop her from doing bad shit. That's a show. It's a great show. I want to see, like, a team-up show featuring all of the comic relief. Yeah. So, uh... The Mexican from Ant-Man... Yeah. Teams up with Darcy from WandaVision. And uh, who else? Uh, Korg, the rock monster, is yeah. there. Aquafina, Wong. Yeah. And just all of them, and they team up, and then... Uh, the time variance. Owen Wilson's there. Yeah. Oh wow, Kachow! We gotta stop Kang, Kachow! So that's what I want in a Marvel movie. I love Aquafina. I can go for that. I can go for that. That that would be fun. Okay, uh, Bunny, I have a game. Yes. Now that you're done with that, I have a game for us to play. Uh, I want to talk about sports. Uh, Bunny, how much do you know about the NFL? Uh, that's the one with the oval ball. Yes. 
Is that it? That's about it. I don't Okay. Gotta, they they run down the field with the oval ball. They gotta get it through the hoops. The the, okay. the, the posts. Uh here's the thing. I'm glad that oh, you the guys said that. gotta stop them. Yeah. <laughs> Too much there. <laughs> I'm I'm glad that you said that because I want the fun of talking about sports. The problem is is that I don't know about sports. But I don't think that that should stop you from being able to talk about sports. So I've come up with sports talk that is all-inclusive. So now anyone can have the joy about talking about sports without knowing about sports. So I'm going to be talking about an upcoming NFL game. And then uh, after you see me do it, you're going to talk about an upcoming NFL game. And then after that, we're going to talk about an upcoming NFL game together. Okay? Okay. Okay. So uh, the first one, upcoming NFL game, Patriots versus Eagles. Now, uh, you would think that this one would be uh, an easy one because Patriots are total nut jobs with guns that love hunting in Jesus and eagles are birds in the sky, advantage patriots. But hold on there, okay? Yeah. Because uh, we're talking patriots. How many of them were at the Capitol on January 6th? Yeah, this is a good point. I think it's... Yeah, so there I, might be... We're just asking questions. Yeah, so it, when it comes to patriots versus eagles, there might be like... 40 eagles, like an entire flock of eagles, and then like five patriots who have yet to be caught by the FBI, and like one <laughs> of them's wearing an ankle monitor. <coughs> and it's like, shit, then we might have a birdemic on our hands, then boom, uh, advantage eagles. Yeah, true. You know, you would think that the patriots would have an advantage because they do have guns. All patriots have guns, and they're total nut jobs. So you would think advantage them, because they could just shoot the birds out of the sky. But I got to give it to the eagles, okay? I got to give it to the eagles. And, not, and they're not all birds. One of them's Glenn Fry. Okay. So, so it's a bunch of birds in the sky, and then just a batshit crazy Glenn Fry. If I'm not mistaken, he's eight feet tall, too. Uh, so, I think so. So a bunch of patriots versus... 50 deadly uh, murder birds and a drunken Glenn Fry. Uh, advantage Eagles. I, can, I'm gonna, I gotta say, the Eagles are gonna win this matchup. Okay. So, uh, Bunny, I've got a, I got a match for you. I've got an upcoming NFL game for you, and this is gonna be a difficult one. Vikings versus Cowboys. Who do you think's Vikings, gonna win in that one? Vikings versus Cowboys. Yeah. Yeah, this is going to be a close game. This is going to be a close game. I mean, you know, I, I think if the Vikings can get their hands on the ball or get their hands on one of the Cowboys, definitely advantage Vikings. You know, but like the but pirates Cowboys have guns. are on horses yeah. and they have guns. Yeah. You know, I mean... I don't know if the Vikings can do much better than throwing a battle axe. 
Yeah, I did Vikings I, have bows and arrows? I mean, okay, that that may even the odds some, but there's still I feel like horses. Yeah, I feel like the Vikings are going to have battle axes and clubs, but pirates are going to have guns and long swords. You know, the pirates. Yeah. Well, you said yeah. the cowboys. Oh, oh no. Uh, oh, Vikings and cowboys. You're right. No, yeah. the cow it, advantage cowboys. They got guns. They got yeah. guns. They, they, they got guns. I mean, I mean, my heart goes with the Vikings, you know, and and I think if they could dismount the dismount the cowboys, even with the guns, a Viking a Viking can kick a cowboy cowboy's ass with a gun. Yeah, that's how fucking tough Vikings are. Yeah, but the horses, you know, how are they gonna catch them? Yeah. Vikings are so, fast, but a Viking can't catch a cowboy on a horse. No, no. I mean, they, I, they're good, but they can't outrun a fucking horse. I mean, yeah. you know. Vikings versus cowboys. Okay. Now, if, if, a... if the game was being played at sea, mm. that would take away the horse advantage. It and would. And the Vikings would pick up a heavy ship advantage. Yeah, but yeah. but I but the but yeah, yeah the cowboys aren't gonna have, them. yeah. Because if they board the cowboy ship, I mean, sure they're still on horses, but how far are you going on on a boat? Yeah, you know. And I'm glad that you brought up where is the match gonna take place because our final football game is Dolphins versus Bears. Dolphins uh, versus Bears. And really, location is the most important part of that. Because, like, where are you going to have the match? Is it going to be in the ocean? Or is it going to be in, a, in the woods? You yeah, know, there's yeah. not an ocean is, in the woods. Well, this is important, but I don't think it's necessarily a, a, a game breaker. You know, I, I mean, like, right off the bat, I have to give it to the Bears uh, because the the dolphins have really been hitting the puffer fish a lot lately. Ah, and, gotcha. And and if that's the case, even if it's in the ocean, they're going to be swimming sideways. Yeah. You know, just bouncing a little puffer fish back and forth, and like not paying attention to where the ball actually is. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I got to give the advantage. I, here's the thing is that this is, I feel this matchup, Dolphins-Bears, is a bit 50-50 because uh, Bears are stronger. Bears have those claws and, and those, those jaws, and they're super strong. And you think advantage Bears, but it's a King Kong versus Godzilla situation. Uh, the Bears' brain is roughly the size yes. of this pea. But a dolphin's brain is considerably larger. A dolphin is a thinking animal. Yes. So I, 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 I got to feel that, like, physically... A, a bear may shit in the woods, but a dolphin may rape a seal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but a dolphin might invent a toilet. Yeah. <laughs> So I gotta say that, like, as far as brute strength, oh yeah, uh, bears absolutely. 
but the Dolphins, they're just a, they're just a smarter team. Yeah. So they might concoct a way to win. I really think that this is the best matchup so far. You know? Well, the, the... well, any, any, any sporting event where you could probably witness a new emergent evolutionary feature of a species. That's right. Those are your better games. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I, personally, I root for the Bears just because of Midsommar. So I, I just have a soft spot for that team. Yeah. Plus, uh, as, as much as I love the Dolphins, I don't think they have a shuffling crew. <laughs> I've never heard of, of the Dolphins shuffling crew doing a rap, so uh, why should I listen to them? I only yeah. care about teams that have done raps. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 so. I, I got to go with the Bears as well because I don't like how the fucking Dolphins have been getting away with shit just strictly on their looks, okay? Yeah. They're a really cute fish, but they're really fucking bastards. Every time the Dolphins win a match, they play the songs So Long and Thanks for All the Fish from the movie version, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Yeah. And so that's just an abs... That's a sports fact for you. I mean, do you think the pufferfish likes being passed around? No. Probably no. not. It's yeah. an asshole move on the Dolphins' part. Yeah. And they so will my... rape other aquatic animals. Yes, they will. And it's like a power grab, like a prison thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But everybody's, uh, ooh, the dolphin, look at the dolphin, just because it's cute. No, no. I do yeah. not accept its cuteness as it being a good sentient being. Yeah. So, uh, or so that's my team. game. Sorry, it's okay. So that's my game. All inclusive sports talk. It's pretty fun. I like it. Yeah, I think bad. it's fun. So now everyone can talk about sports. I got the idea from an episode of Perfect Strangers. Yeah. Fun fact: the end credits music of Perfect Strangers is not copyrighted. You can just use it. They copyright theme songs. They usually don't copyright end credit theme songs. So I've been using the end credits of Perfect Strangers sometimes really? for the end of story times. Yeah, I'll do a story time, and at the end, I'll have everyone laugh and go, no, that's what I call a sticky situation. <laughs> and then I, I pause it, and I run fake credits, and I play the end credit music from Perfect Strangers. Nice. And then, and then uh, <coughs> I'm uploading the YouTube video, and it's like, oh, we don't have any uh, copyright strikes. And then I'm like, are you sure? Are you sure about that? Okay. I guess no one cares about end credits, as long as it's different from the opening credit. So, like, the, the little freeze. I'm, I've been really proud about that. Yeah. Oh. So that's all I've got for Bunny Versus. That was a fun game. I liked that. That was a fun game. I'm still waiting to get some kind of YouTube notification for uh, QAnon Shaman, but I haven't heard yeah. anything yet. They will always find a way. 
Yes, they will. To pull something in mind down, restricted or anything else, you know, I, I it's it's fucking ridiculous the way they the way YouTube just bilks creators. Yeah. Like like the whole business model is okay. Let's get a bunch of creators, promise them money, and figure out every single fucking way there possibly is to not give them any money. Yeah, like, it's fucked up because it's fucked up because uh, you make money on YouTube by uh, ad revenue, and you get the ad revenue by. Uh, signing up for their AdSense revenue program, and you're not allowed to <coughs> sign up for the AdSense revenue program unless you have, have like 10,000 subscribers or something like that. So if you're a small-time creator, you're just screwed until you get big enough to, to start making money from ads. But yeah. now YouTube is just running ads on... Now YouTube has the ability to run ads on everything. So even me watching my channel... I will sometimes get an ad, and it's fucked up because that's an ad running before my content, but I can't make money off of that ad because I'm right. not big enough. It's fucked up what they're what YouTube does. Yeah. yeah. Ooh, fucking fly. Yeah, YouTube is rough. Yeah. So, so you doing a bit reading what your kids have said has to be age-restricted. Mm -hmm. You know? It's fucking ridiculous. Like, I had a fight through the original QAnon Karen for it having medical misinformation. I'm like, dude, it's a fucking cartoon. Yeah. <laughs> okay? It's a cartoon, and it's a parody. Can't, like, it, it's annoying. Yeah. Something else recently got hit. I forget what. I mean, every every week, every every week, the show gets hit for copyright infringement for playing the trailer. But fuck you, it's not illegal. It's not copyright infringement. It's a trailer. But yeah. anyway, YouTube sometimes sucks, it always has. Sometimes I can I I look in the mirror now and I actually see a woman and. I'm really excited about that. I've come a long way in one year. What? I've come a long way in one year. Yeah. Yes, you have. Yes, you I'm have. Really, I'm really, I'm really happy. Uh, oh, I, I went, I went to the doctor recently. I wanted to talk about this. Uh, I went to the doctor recently. Uh. My wife and I got a booster, and then my two youngest got their first dose of the vaccine. Yes. And as I walked in to the hospital, uh, I was expecting there to be a table right in the front. It's always right there, right in front of the, the automatic doors. And a nurse is there, and they take your temperature. They ask you the questions, and then you can go about your business. And, I, and my wife already had physical therapy for the <coughs> big honking knockers. Uh, and so I was meeting my wife at, 
at physical therapy so we can get our uh, boosters and the kids can get vaccinated. And I, I say to the kids, I'm like, Max, Ellie, there's going to be a table here and a woman's going to be there. They're going to take our temperature and ask some questions and then we can go and we can meet mom. And I go through the doors and the table's not right directly there. And I'm like, oh, there's no one here. Huh. I guess I can just go. And suddenly I hear someone yelling from behind me, and I'm like, oh, that must not be for me. And I keep walking, and I keep hearing it. And then I keep walking a little bit more, and it, that's when I realize that, that the, the person has been yelling, ma'am, ma'am, ma'am. And I turn around, and, and I go, me? And she goes, yes, ma'am, can you come here? We need to take your temperature. And I'm like, oh, I didn't see you there, sorry. But I got upset because... Uh, I didn't want to go get my booster as a woman because I know that hospital, I know this city, it's going to be all old, angry people, and I just didn't want to deal with that negativity, and I was gender exhausted. Yeah. So I went as a man, but still this woman thought I was a woman and kept saying, oh, sorry, ma'am, let me take your temperature. Okay, you're fine, ma'am. Ma'am, have your kids had any symptoms? Okay, thank you, ma'am, have a good day. And I'm like, I was, I'm male presenting right now. I am trying to be a man, but this person thought I was a woman, and that really made me feel better. And so I went to Ghostbusters Afterlife as a woman. It was my first time going to a movie uh, in my small, angry, racist, bigoted, homophobic town as a woman. And it was, it was a real trial by fire, because the entire goddamn town was there to see the fucking Ghostbusters movie. But... Uh, when we went to get the vaccine, I was male presenting, and this woman still thought that I was a woman. And so that gave me confidence because if people think I'm a woman when I'm just being a guy, maybe I shouldn't worry about people thinking I'm a man when I'm a woman. Yeah. You know? So that made me feel like, oh, shit, yeah. Before I was wrestling with my gender identity, people thought I was a freaking chick all the goddamn time. So maybe, uh, so it's ridiculous for me to go out to the supermarket as a woman to get some fruit and vegetables and then go, I'm so nervous. People know that I'm uh, it, it dressed up. People will think I'm a man. I'm so ashamed. And it's like, bitch, when you were wearing suits and ties and your hair was short, people still thought you were a chick. Yeah. So you shouldn't worry when you've got your hair done and your fake boobies and your nice dress uh, out and about in public. One of my trans friends told me that, like, it will take a long time to get over this, but I'm just going to tell you. Most people don't give a fuck. <laughs> Most people don't care. Most people will look at you for two seconds and then go about your life. You will be scared and paranoid, and you'll want to see everyone's reaction. Don't worry about it. People don't give a shit. You can dress however you want. It's fine. So that's the hard thing that I'm trying to get over. Um, and, and I've been doing a pretty good job. Yeah. So, so I got the kids the vaccine, and, and a nurse called me ma'am, and that really gave me a lot of confidence. Yes. <laughs> Yay. So that's been my week. How are you, Bunny? 
I'm good. I'm good. Nothing terribly exciting. Uh, what the fuck was I going to ask you, though? Have you checked out any cinema therapy? And what no, have you thought? What, what is that? Cinema therapy, the YouTube show I mentioned a while back. Oh, no, 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 no. I'm going to write that down for next week so I can... I may have subscribed to it, but I don't know. Yeah. Cinema. Oh, I, I remember. I have one on my Watch Later playlist, but I haven't gotten to it yet. Oh, yeah, the therapist talking about movies. It is, yeah, it's, it's a fun, interesting little show, because he'll, he'll take some deep dives into... Like psychological, I don't know what to call it. Like psychological thought, yeah. You know, but like he'll take a he'll take a movie and he'll base the whole thing around like childhood trauma. You know, and yeah. you wind up learning a lot about childhood trauma, or The Incredibles, just childhood development. You know. Well, I I always say this whenever anyone mentions The Incredibles. Disney should make more movies where very young children are shot at with machine guns. Yes. For me, that makes a movie so much better. I have always been a fan of that, yes. That's why I never saw that movie, The Sandlot, because like, I see these kids and they're playing baseball, but no one is shooting at them. Yeah. Then why should I care? <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I've got one in my watch later, but I'll, I'll make sure to watch it uh, this week yeah. when I'm not getting high and watching Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parades, which will be the rest of the week for me. Cool. I'm and really you, excited. Okay, okay, so where can I watch it live streaming? Where do you watch it? I watch it on NBC. We, have, we don't have cable. We, we have... Uh, we watch YouTube and streaming services through our PlayStation 4, but we bought an antenna and just watch regular TV. Really? Yeah. So it's just on NBC. I don't know about streaming at all. I'm assuming uh, it's streaming on the NBC app. On, I on don't know. The, because you can get the NBC streaming service for free, like Hulu. So yeah. I think you can probably watch it there, but I'm not for sure. But we just watch it on the regular old television. I'm really excited to watch this year. Uh, I'm going to have to track it down. Why? Is there something particular happening this year? No, I'm just excited every year. It, it's, this, oh, is, yeah. this, is, this is just one of my favorite times of the year. Yeah. I love the non sequiturs that happen. It's like, a, here's a float. You get a hat. And then in it, you put a bunch of float ideas. And then you put a bunch of corporate sponsors, and then you put a bunch of celebrities, and then you put a bunch of songs. And it's like, okay, Harry Connick Jr. singing Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer on a float celebrating Native Americans <laughs> sponsored by Microsoft. Okay. There you go. Yes. That's ten minutes of a three-hour parade. And it's such a fucking... Uh, weird one. And I, I just want to say, if you don't know what I'm talking about, did the Hill Street Blues Cops release a fucking album that I missed? 
<laughs> what the fuck was that? I was so fucking confused. I. <laughs> but but yeah, so every year the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade is like the the the. Like, uh, Christmas is important, but, like, the morning of Thanksgiving is, like, number two for me. I think I like it even more than Halloween. Yeah? Because I try not... Yeah, because I try not to eat candy anymore. Like, it's exciting for the kids, but what's more exciting for me is the morning of Thanksgiving. Okay. Because the Macy's Parade is so batshit insane, and I love every second of it. And I'm excited for this year's Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. You know why, Bunny? I won't have to see an Oshkosh Bagosh commercial every nine minutes. Yes. Oh, my God. Yes. I, I can't wait for this week. I, what I did was I just wrote down a ton of shit <coughs> in, like, this massive list, and I'm just going to rapid fire it. Okay. Did John Ratzenberger release an album I didn't know about? I do not know. But I think we're both straining at the leash. I mean, I I know I am not saying things so that Uh, we don't go off on a rant. So maybe we should just get on over there, get ourselves a break, and and jump in. Yeah. This has been an exciting uh, bunny verses because it was one bunny verses that you could also cut into three different bunny verses. Yes. So it's like bunny verception. Yes, this is true. And I like that. Yeah. This is true. Oh. Should I pierce my ears? Never done that before, ever. Yeah, I should do that. Ooh, that's so exciting. I, I I actually answered the phone this week. Mm. Which, like, I never do because I'm all afraid of scam callers. And this was probably a scam caller. I don't really know. But, like, it was kind of... It was weird somebody calling me and asking me what I think about self-adhesive tape. Hmm. You know, so I'm thinking maybe a scam, but like, I I I had to say, you know, you're not supposed to say anything affirmative, and you're not supposed to say yes to these things at all. But like, I couldn't help it. I just had to say, self adhesive tape. Yes, please. I love that. And cut on that. Cut on that. Funny. Yes! Uh, uh, we still have a, a movie to get to, and by movie, I mean the 1984 Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. But before we talk about that, before we talk about Fraggles, Menudo, the Statue of Liberty, Woody Woodpecker, <coughs> Mary Lou Retton, uh, Money Plane, Money plane. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Avner the eccentric. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe we should take a break. Should we take a break? 
I think we should take a break. I concur. We will be right back with more of the Pope on Film. And, and, and obviously, there is no trailer for this. So yeah. you're getting born into Mafia again. Nice! <laughs> Fucking love that. So cool. Okay. Uh, uh, we will be right back with more of the Pope on Film after this. Do 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 and break. Take Bob out of the boy, but can't take the boy out of the dress. I had some crazy nicknames back in the 70s, but all those friends died in the 80s. Okay, so I'm going to show you one of my favorite books <laughs> in the world, and it's right here. And it's called Heaven is Real and Fun by Kim Robinson. And then here's the subtitle. It actually says, you don't float around wearing diapers and eating grapes. I love this book so much. This woman believes that, like literally believes that when she prays, Jesus takes her from earth and lets her play in heaven. Uh, here's what the back says. Since 1988, the Holy Spirit has been taking me to heaven. Jesus would show me various fun places and allowed me to do fun things. I asked, why, why was he showing me these places? Daddy slash God said, because people think all they do here is float around wearing diapers, eating grapes, or doing nothing but bowing before me. Okay. So, this is my favorite passage of the book, and it's called Play Gel Balls. Okay. I'm not sure if this... Hold on. I'm going to do this in two parts. Okay. Are you ready for this? This morning while worshiping, I was caught up in the spirit and stepped over into heaven when I heard Jesus say, Come play gel balls. <laughs> It's like a water balloon, but the ball is full of giggly joy gel. You can squeeze it into yourself. When you put one in yourself, you laugh intensely. You're in the, in the spirit realm, you can place things into yourself as if you were transparent. When you try to hit the other person with these joy gel balls, they try to get hit. So it will go into them and they will intensely laugh. They can also catch it and squeeze it into themselves, intensely laugh and keep playing. Heaven is so fun and filled with intense laughter. This reminded me of Job 8.21 that says, He will yet fill your mouth with laughter and your lips with joyful shouting. Hello there. Yeah, so anyway, I love this book. I love this book so much. And a lot of people have asked me, why do you love this book so much? And and the thing that I love about this book is that it, this isn't a joke. This person actually believes 
uh, chapter 2, Daddy God and the Holy Spirit in Heaven, this woman actually believes that she can leave Earth and travel to Heaven where she has a vaguely uh, a high sexual tension relationship with Jesus. There's a passage in here where she's slow dancing with Jesus fragrance of Jesus like this woman wants to bang our Lord and Savior and I, I just love this I, I just Jesus is in me Jesus is in me this woman wants to bang Christ and I just love this book because if 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 you're on the street and you're pushing a shopping cart and the police ask you what's up with you and you say, oh, I, I, I've been talking to Jesus. He takes me. He takes me to, uh, to roller coasters. Roller coasters in heaven. You don't uh, just float around on a cloud wearing divers and eating grapes. Then you'd be put in an institution or a prison and you'd rot in there for the rest of your life. But if you're an old white woman and you say those things then uh congratulations you're a prophet it's it's insane this woman is clearly insane Just a small town girl Living in a lonely world She took the midnight train Going anywhere Just a city boy Born and raised in South Detroit He took the midnight train Going anywhere A singer in a smoky room A smell of wine and cheap perfume For a smile they can share the night It goes on and on and on and on Strangers waiting Up and down the boulevard Their shadows searching in the night Street lights, people living just to find emotion, hiding somewhere, somewhere in the night. Working hard to get my fill. Everybody wants a thrill Paying anything to roll the dice Just one more time Some will win, some will lose Some were born to sing my blues 
Oh, the movie never ends. It goes on and on and on and on. Strangers waiting. Walk up and down the boulevard. There's shadows searching in the night. Street lights, people. Living just to find emotion Hiding somewhere in the night Don't stop Believing Hold on to the feeling Yeah Street lights People Don't stop Believing Whoa Street lights People Stop believing Hold on to the feeling yeah. Street lights People My atomic Superman, answer me this question. Why is Baron Frankenstein the truth on? Oh, Frankenstein. Because he's soon as you in stitches. <laughs> we know. Get it. Morons. Damn Love a boy We live the space with minimum waste and maximum joy City lights Business night When you require streetcar desire for higher heights a place for beginners of sensitive hearts Sentiment is left to chance No place to be ending but somewhere to start No need to ask you to smooth operator Smooth operator Smooth operator Smooth operator Coaster, coaster, late to Chicago, Western Maine Across the north and south to Kilaga, Love of
nightmare is gonna make some turkey enchiladas and think of me while enjoying that I hope you make yummy sounds Each glass a case We shed a box and a box cross Yet need the chase A license to love, insurance to own Melts your memories and changes them into gold Sounds are like angels, but his heart is cold. No need to ask, he just smooth up the reader. Smooth up the reader. Smooth up the reader. Smooth up the reader. Sweet up to the feet and Say the secret void and you get to come back next week. You were groomed to take over the family business. I don't have anybody else I can count on. I'm not like you. I can just pull the trigger and kill somebody for for Boy, five thousand dollars. I'm not gonna do it. The true story. Stupid guys. I'm in charge here now. Tom, how are you? Listen, my son is flying to LA tomorrow. Macy's Thanksgiving Day. Can you look after him. This is his. Story. Mom, this is Ivan. In that, Hi, we're just Ivan. talking about the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. And just now, this movie, which we did last week. This is Moscow. Guys, where's Ivan at? We don't know where Ivan is yet. His uncle killed his father, so he can in take over the, the family business. I'll pick you up in the airport, sir. 
asked him, where is Scooby-Doo? Don't screw around. This guy's crazy. He's here to kill his nephew. He has a problem killing you. After the eccentric star is in. Get out of here, I'll keep him busy. Rashido Domingo, Fraggle Rock. Get your ass up. I got you now, Jacob. That's my impression of every Fast and Furious. <laughs> I just love Yeah, I really love the bald guy in that. The bald guy in Born into Mafia. Actor of the year. Actor of the millennium. And we're back <laughs> with more of the Pope on film. It's time, Bunny! Yes, it is. Oh, great uh, thumbnail. That's not 84, but fucking great. <laughs> ah, man. Yeah, I knew I wasn't going to find it. I, I, I knew I wanted the dead Barney balloon. Yeah, yeah. Uh... Uh, it's time, Bunny! It's time. Yes, it is. Yes, Bunny, my friend, it is time once again for all of us here at the Pope on Film Podcast to sashay our way into the back half of the show, wherein we finally and eventually get around to discussing our all-new extra strength and available only for a limited time, so order yours today. Movie of the week! And this week, we get in our DeLorean, TARDIS, hot tub, or whatever your preferred method of time travel is. So uh, maybe you have a lake house with a magic uh, mailbox. Yeah. Maybe you're just a speedster and can uh, run so fast. Yeah. Whatever your preferred time travel method is. Because this week... Uh, uh, is a strange one. We will be discussing something near and dear to my heart, the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade, specifically the 1984 Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. Okay. Uh, so excited to be talking about the 1984 Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. Uh, I think this should be a new Thanksgiving tradition for this podcast, is that every year we watch a different Macy's Parade. I think that this is a great idea. Might I started as well. I mean, there aren't all that many Thanksgiving movies out there. There aren't that <clears throat> many Thanksgiving movies out there, and I've never particularly cared for trains, planes, and automobiles. I, which I is, like it. I, I, I mean, like I like it. it, but it's not something that I watch every year or hardly at all. You know, I think it's fine, but it's no Christmas story. It's no Scrooge. I'm not going to... It's no 
uh, Santa Claus and the Ice Cream Bunny. It's not yeah. like I'm going to watch the uh, planes, trains, and automobiles every year. I just don't care about it that much. But <coughs> I think this would be a fun one. I started watching the 1995 Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade uh, this week, and it said, uh, and I thought, I was a senior in high school in 1995. This will be fun to watch this parade because I'll know so many things. Yeah. And, and so uh, they say uh, in the opening, Don Pardo is still alive for all of this. That was a big trip because yeah. Don Pardo has been dead for a while and he doesn't do the Saturday Night Live openings anymore. Uh, uh, Daryl Hammond does them. Is he dead now? I don't know. Uh, no. But I think that had you asked me last week, on the blind, said, okay, this is the 1984 parade. Who do you think is hosting? I think I have a good shot of having said Pat Sajak. Yeah. yeah. He pops yeah. up in a few of these. Oh, so I was watching the 95 one, and it said, uh, uh, and featuring the premiere of Three New Balloons. And I'm like, oh, new characters appearing in 1995. I'm really excited. Okay, who do you got? And it's like, Derek the Dragon and Sky Dancers. And I'm like, what the fuck is any of this? Yeah. Uh -huh. I'm so confused. But I knew a <coughs> lot from the 1984 Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. I miss Underdog. <laughs> Every year that balloon showed up. Kids don't know who the fuck Underdog is anymore. Has Underdog been retired? I don't. I think so. I, yeah. I think that there are certain Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade balloons that like. Uh, it, oh, and then there was another bear, and it was called like <coughs> Nilbert the Bear. I don't remember from the 1995 <coughs> one. There was some bear balloon, and I looked it up, and I'm like, what character is this? And, it, and I looked it up, and it said, oh, this character is the mascot of, the, of this uh, store, chain of stores. <clears throat> and I'm like, oh, okay. But then I looked into it. Uh, this corporation, which went out of business the year after they appeared at the Macy's Parade, the corporation was, was like, we want to have our bear mascot as a balloon on the Thanksgiving Day Parade. So what they did is they recycled the Snuggle Bear. <laughs> Apparently, uh, Snuggle Soft wasn't, okay. using the bear, wasn't using the bear balloon anymore. So this corporation bought the Snuggy Bear and just reformat it to look like their bear mascot. They recycle balloons! <laughs> that blew my freaking mind! And I'm like, hey, what would you do now? Like, oh, they have a new Clifford the Big Red Dog balloon. Uh, for the new live-action Clifford balloon. Oh, how interesting. He has a cape and the letter U on his chest. And he's flying yeah. in the air. How interesting. Recycling. Uh, so I fucking love the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. It's one of the very few things that I can point to and say, hey, here's a family tradition that I did with my parents, and now I do it with my kids. My 
parents weren't big fans of, uh, how do I put this? Me? Yeah. They weren't big fans of me. I was ignored a lot. Charlie Brown music depresses me so much. Yeah. Oh my fucking God. Charlie Brown music to me is Elliot Smith for everyone else. <laughs> it depresses me so much. And every year, you know, you're inundated with like, you know, they play uh, the Great Pumpkin and, and, and not so much the Thanksgiving, but I find the Thanksgiving theme for a Charlie Brown Thanksgiving is just the best. Yeah. And then you hear the Charlie Brown Christmas music over and over again everywhere. And it just sends me into a massive depressive episode. And every year I try and pinpoint it. And I guess what, what, I, what makes me depressed is that every year Christmas specials were the most important thing to me as a child. And I would get my parents to sit down on the couch and watch them with me. But eventually I reached an age where they just didn't give a shit to watch things with me anymore. Yeah. And so the majority of growing up, I was just watching all of these things alone. And now like, oh, Charlie Brown Christmas music. Okay, that's great. Nobody loves me. I hate myself. So not a lot of family traditions. So here are the ones that are still around. Getting drunk on the weekends. During our weekend drinking se sessions, finding one child of mine and having painfully uncomfortable drunk conversations with them. Okay. I'm really good at that, and uh, I apologize to Mal. Uh, thankfully, they didn't hear any of that. They have headphones on, so. <laughs> uh, watching SNL, SNL and the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade, but even the Macy's one, like, I've... I've worked really hard to make watching the Macy's Day Parade with my kids my own tradition and not necessarily a family tradition because uh, even the Macy's has a hint of Charlie Brown to it because my dad would wake me up for it. Yeah. My dad would wake me up every year for the Macy's Parade. The Macy's Parade's about to start, Stevie. You need to wake up. You need to wake up, Stevie. Come on, the Macy's Parade is about to start, Stevie. And he'd wake me up. And back then it was live. Yes, yeah, so that, that would have to be like 7 in the morning or some shit. Yeah, my dad would be waking me up at like 5.55 a.m. to start watching the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. And sure, when I'm like 6, 8 years old, like I'm super stoked to watch the Macy's Parade with my dad. Uh, but like one year, I was like 11 or 12. My dad went to wake me up and I was super tired. So I just slept in and my dad was so offended by that, that he refused to ever watch the Macy's Parade with me ever again for the rest of my life. Okay. But then I kept watching it. It's like, I was fucking 12. I was fucking tired. Fuck you. Yeah. So, so yeah. So, I, so I've made it my own thing now with me and my kids, and it's just, I love it every year because it's so bizarre. It's so odd. Nowadays, it is, a, it is a tradition that the first hour is done. Um, the first hour is comprised of musical numbers from current Broadway musicals. Yeah. And then the second and third hours are dedicated to the actual parade because the parade starts really far away. 
and it takes a while for them to reach Macy's, which is the end of the parade, which is where they do the actual filming. So the first hour, the parade starts, and as they slowly make their way to where they actually film, uh, Broadway plays happen, and that's always like... I'm always gambling for horrible weather because, like, even with the 1984 Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade that we watched, it's, like, 36 degrees. Yeah. You know, it's 36 degrees. It's cold as shit. Uh, I, this year, I want to do a drinking game, uh, take a drink, and anytime someone says it's cold. Jeannie's heart was breaking for the, for the drum majorettes. Oh, yeah, there were some... High school uh, uh, marching bands that had women there in the skimpiest fucking outfits. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, my God, it's fucking 36 degrees. This is child abuse. What the fuck are you doing? Yeah. Like, oh, that drove me nuts. Like, damn, you're killing these women. Yeah. It's like, yeah, they're smiling for the camera. They're in fucking shock. Like, and shit, dude. Is there a song in the world anywhere where you feel the marching band version is better? Uh, yes. I have the perfect answer for this. Yeah. Uh, Gary Glitter. Gary Glitter. Yeah. Do 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 do. Because Gary Glitter is a goddamn child rapist. Yes. So if you had a chance between listening to a version recorded by a child rapist and a version by a fucking Ohio State marching band, the marching band wins in this one instance. <laughs> I am so proud that I picked the perfect answer out of my fucking ass, but I did. That was good. Thank so you. I am an exception. Really, I'm really proud of that. <laughs> I, for, I, I was shocked. I haven't watched the Olympics in fucking forever, but when I heard a marching band play the, uh, like, oh, the Olymp this band is going to play the Olympic theme song. Fucking okay, whatever. But once I heard it, oh my god, it like hit somewhere in my soul. The one thing that I find fun about the Macy's Day Parade, and I'm hoping it hasn't changed too much, but but watching but watching this from 1984, I like the idea that you can look at the screen at any given time and say, "Who's that clown?" And chances are good there was either a clown just coming on the screen or just leaving the screen. The thing that I find fascinating is all the parade, unless they specifically say, a lot of times you're watching the parade and like, oh, here come the clowns, and they're doing pratfalls, and, and they're doing flips. Oh, what fun. Yeah. Those are fucking Macy's employees. <laughs> I find that fascinating. Like, we were... Like, uh, Natasha came in and watched a little bit with me, and she's watching the clowns, and, and I go, those motherfuckers are probably paid minimum wage. Yeah. To be a clown on fucking TV. This is <laughs> weird-ass shit. 
Oh. And the, the, the one thing that I really love about watching the Macy's, a Macy's, an old Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade as a movie for the podcast is, in a way, these parades are pretty much meant to be disposable. Yeah. These are single-serving parades, a parade that also acts as a three-hour commercial that is not really meant to be to ever be seen yes. again. They do the parade live, then they do the Westminster Dog Show live, and then they yes. replay the parade because no one watches TV on Thanksgiving, and then that's it. The, the parade goes bye-bye, and it's, it, it's not like you're meant to see this Thanksgiving Day parade again on like a like a rerun. So it's yeah. pretty amazing. I, I got so excited when I learned that YouTube has kept so many parades. I found 2019, 18, 16, 2012, 2011, 2006, 2005, 2004, 2001, 99, 98, 95, 1989, 1980, 1976. So many fucking parades. Yeah. A lot of them on YouTube have the first hour cut out uh, the, the more newer ones. Like, if you're going to watch the 2011 Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade, the first hour is going to be gone because that's all Broadway show tunes and they're all fucking copyrighted. So a lot of the videos of the Macy's Parade on YouTube are m like an hour and 58 minutes, you know? Yeah. So I like this one because it doesn't have the opening credits, but it's pretty much got everything else. Yeah. But, but 1984 is the year where they have yet to start the Broadway musical trend. So the first hour is just a bizarre shit show. <laughs> it's just so fucking weird. Uh, there are so many of them on YouTube, though, that they really work as odd time capsules, especially this one that we watched from 1984. And so, to be clear, my plan this week... Well, because you can see who was popular enough at the time yeah. to be a part of the Macy's Day Parade. And, frankly, this was kind of surprising. Because, like, that was the guys from Riptide. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Mark Singer standing yeah. up on the float, waving, and everyone's like, oh, yeah, Mark Singer. Yeah, Mark Singer. And the whole float was an advertisement for V. My kids don't know who the fuck the Beastmaster is. Like, fucking, but that's exactly that time that, like, yeah, 1984? Fucking, yeah. Mark Singer. Soleil Moonfry. This is perfect. And Menudo. Or as I like to call them, the Wet Backstreet Boys. Oh! I can say that because I'm Latino slash Latina. I came up with that right before we did the podcast, and I was so proud of it. Yeah. It, 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 okay, so uh, before I, I get into my list, uh, I just want to plug my YouTube channel, <coughs> Storytime with Mr. Steve, because I did a nearly half-hour story time about the history of the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade, and I will yes. be advertising it so much over this next week that I'm going to bug the shit out of everyone to watch this. But I'm really proud of it, and it oh, really it does a good fun. job. Really does a good job of explaining the history of the Macy's Parade. Now, it's one of my best works. 
So everyone should check that out on YouTube. So, so this week we're watching the 1984 Macy's Parade Free on YouTube. Uh, this one is two hours and 53 minutes. It does, it's missing the first seven minutes, and that's it. And so it's really good. And so I, I wrote a bunch of stuff. This one has a bunch of commercials that I love. And I just I wrote a bunch of stuff, and I thought, let's go through this, some of the stuff that we like or that we thought was interesting, just rapid fire. Okay? Okay. Okay. And some things I actually looked up and found some information about. In fact, let's start with that one first. Where is it? Okay. A vaudevillian clown appears six times on this three-hour parade. A Was bizarre vaudevillian clown. The guy who ate the tissues. Yes. Yeah. That man. I saw name... him palming them. So, you yeah. know, not so good a job. Yeah. That man's name is Avner the Eccentric. Noticed I said is. Motherfucker still alive. He is 73. Yeah. Uh, he's considered. The thinking man's clown. <laughs> okay. And and I'm like, like. See, I, I, whenever I've heard that that term applied, it, it always seems like they're not good at anything that you're calling them. So, yeah. like, the thinking man's clown isn't really a very good clown. Yeah. It should be or, in every man's class. Calling Dudley Moore the thinking woman's sex symbol kind of <laughs> implies you're really not sexy at all. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm this. I'm actually the uh, the international sex symbol for blonde Korean women named Gladys. Yeah. So I got that going for me. I thought that was only honorary. Well, it, uh, yeah, I got an honorary degree from blonde Korean women named Gladys. But uh, so I looked up Avner the eccentric because he appears a ridiculous time. This is a very Avner the eccentric heavy episode of fucking uh, yes. the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. So I need to look this guy up. You wouldn't believe it. He was in the film Jewel of the Nile. Okay. He was the title role. He was the jewel of the Nile. Oh, okay. I thought he was the Nile. <laughs> I was no, like, wow. because because uh, you know it's supposed to be like a romantic Indiana Jones, like an Indiana yeah. Jones for chicks, romancing the stone, jewel of the Nile, and so. They're all out on this treasure hunt to find the Jewel of the Nile. We must find, oh, it's going to make us rich. But then they realize that the Jewel of the Nile is just a guy. He was that guy. Okay. Oh, hey, strobe effect warning, yes. apparently. Wow, okay. So there you go. Yeah, he was in the Jewel of the Nile. Also, I figured that you would appreciate the fact that you know, when you watch a Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade on YouTube, you don't know what NBC affiliate you're getting. Yeah. The 1995 one is from New Orleans, from an NBC station in New Orleans. I thought you'd appreciate it. This is Channel 4, New York. 
We will now be pausing the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade so that channels can give their channel name. Hey, this is Channel 4. Forget about it. <laughs> uh, I gotta say, as a pansexual gender-fluid female, Brian Gumble, young Brian Gumble, does it for me. Yeah? I forgot. He was a handsome dude. <laughs> Back in the day. I, 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 I was surprised. I, I also hope to never hear Maureen McGovern sing a disco version of a Beatles song ever let's, again. Let's not, let's not gloss over the fact that we know, as an audience, we know that Brian Gumbel had to suddenly go run and take a pee. Absolutely! Absolutely! Yes. Oh, I like that. You don't that. just hand over the reins to Mary Lou Retton. <laughs> yeah, that was surprising. Only under emergency situations. He gave oh he gave the reins of the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade to three different people. Yeah, that's how much he. Uh, the Brady Bunch mom, <laughs> Mary Lou Retton, and some actress lady I've never heard of, so he can run inside Macy's and take a piss. Yeah, that was hilarious. Bunny, how excited were you when you saw Placido Domingo get the front page award? Uh, I cried. I cried. I'm, I'm man enough to admit it. I, you know. I don't. I don't know this for a fact, but I wouldn't be surprised if they said Placido Domingo, we would love to have you on the Macy's parade. <coughs> no, I no go to your Macy's parade. Unless you give me a ward. <laughs> and then uh, NBC is like, shit, we need to come up with some fake-ass award to give the Placido fucking Domingo. Uh, how about the front page award? We can make that a thing. There you go. This is the Montgomery, the Montgomery Burns Award for uh, Outstanding Achievement in the Field of Excellence. Hi, Max. Hi, Max. Uh, Maxwell and Eleanor had a sleepover. They just came back. <laughs> so there you go. Okay, kids, go. I have a lot to talk about. Bunny, uh, if you don't get me the G.I. Joe secret mission train set for Christmas, yeah. I am going to hold my breath until I pass out. Yeah. Just want to be clear about that. I, the one thing I want for Christmas, I mean other than a sex doll, is the G.I. Joe secret mission train set. These just and then the, the G.I. Joes from back in my day. That's when they were like 12 say. inches? None of them had Kung Fu grip. The big 12-inchers back when they were yeah. like this freaking big? Yeah. With the realistic air. <clears throat> uh, yeah. Yeah. It must have been so hard for... I was shocked to hear the alternate... Female lyrics to God Bless the USA. Yeah. That surprised me. And if we had made it into the disco era, 
with the original 12-inch G.I. Joe that Christmas, realistic chest hair. Hell yeah. It was coming. Hell it yeah. was coming in the evolution. There's a surprising amount of silence in this Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade broadcast. I blame Pat Sajak. He was shit. Brian Gumble had his shit together. Pat yeah. Sajak needs to go back to the wheel because he doesn't know what the fuck he's doing in this. Like, how hard is it really to be Pat Sajak? I mean, you're literally just paid to smile and be nice. Yeah. That's like your whole fucking job. Like, on the Wheel of Fortune, you don't even have to hold question cards. You just have to pretend like you give a shit about what's going on. I went to the dentist this week, and they had uh, The Price is Right on the TV, and I don't think I have watched that in, like, 10-plus years. But uh, first off, it was shocking to see age hit Drew Carey. Yeah. Number one. Uh, Number two... I don't remember there being that many advertisements on the show before. But it's like, oh, you could win this new car. Surprise. We're going to do an advertisement for the car now. Or you could win this dishwasher made by this company. This is a commercial for this company now. Here's a small game. Great. Okay, that game happened. Let's go to commercials. Okay, the commercials are done. Now let's do some more commercials before the next round of commercials. And it's just like, has the show always been like this? And have I just not noticed it? I don't know, because I don't watch uh, The Price is Right a lot. But now, now, to my knowledge, we have not heard anything, like, really significantly bad about Drew Carey. I think there was a little something that he kind of blew by. And I don't trust that. Uh, if there's any celebrity that I would have to pick for who I suspect has bodies in the basement, it's Drew Carey. He's just weird looking. Oh, you didn't hear about Drew Carey? No. He had Bob Barker spayed and neutered. (laughs) Which I thought was like, uh, uh, you kind of deserved it. Yeah. You know? Uh, so fuck you, Pat Sajak, and, and let me just come out and say, uh, my pussy got wet for Menudo. Yeah. Yeah, being honest. I hated Menudo in the 80s, because they were popular when I was like seven or eight, and I was very gender normative at that time, heteronormative, and it's like, I'm a boy, I can't like Menudo, because Menudo's a fan for girls, so I don't like Menudo, but then I would be like... But damn, if I don't respect them. Because they're an old Mexican boy band that's, that for like two years was super popular in a, in a racist America. I don't yeah. know how the fuck you did that, but kudos to you. Yeah. I hated Menudo, but I liked seeing Mexicans on TV. Yeah, I didn't hear or somehow catch that they said it was Menudo, but I just looked at them and I... I Knew it was new. I, 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 I grew up here. 
this is like my time period. Yeah. This yeah. was my adult, my early adulthood. So, like, I, I just looked up and I was like, Menudo. It's got to be Menudo. Menudo is basically uh, the Mexican Jackson 5, which would make it uh, Jackson 5. Because the J is pronounced with a Y and then 5. So, Jackson 5. So, uh, yeah. Well, and you, and you can't, like, really look at Menudo and recognize Menudo by the people who were in Menudo. Oh, yeah, not at all. I wonder how the little kid looks now. Because if you remember, they had to be all a specific age, and they were rotated out of the group as soon as they got older. Yeah. Uh, let me tell you something. Uh, there's a lot of people that were in this Macy's parade that are still alive. Uh out of all the people that that describes. Soleil Moonfry looks fucking amazing right now. I did not give her too big of a look. Man. Uh, well, well she, she just starred in a reboot of Punky Brewster, which I yeah. think has already been canceled, but oh my god, she still looks amazing. She looks great. Yeah. Yeah, meanwhile, Joey Lawrence is uh, uh, not so great. Uh, I've about had my full... Between this and Money Plane, I've had my oh. fill of Joey Lawrence. Yeah, hey, can I've, you believe I've, it? I've, I've, Joey I've Lawrence! I've out of Joey Lawrence for the year. Uh, soon to appear in... You know, it's like, hey, little Joey Lawrence, everything's going to be better, because eventually you're going to be in... 2020's greatest film, Money Plane, where you will yeah. play a concierge who can't pronounce the word concierge. Hooray! Yeah. So then, after watching the 1984 Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade for the podcast, I said, this has been a whole bunch of really weird fucking fun. I'll watch another one. And I put on the 1995 Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade, and it, it, the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade, featuring... Uh, the Lawrence Brothers. <laughs> Apparently all three of them had some sort of sitcom on TV in 1995 because all three of them were in the 1995 Macy's Parade. And it's like, shit, did I somehow will this in the past? <laughs> Do I love money playing that much? Fucking weird. Uh, Natasha thought it was absolutely bizarre to, uh, because we have, like, Natasha and I watched Cheers back in the day, yeah. but now we have watched so much of The Good Place that it was just really weird seeing Sam Malone again. <laughs> it's like, fuck, yeah, you were a big thing. Holy and you, shit. You were, you were young. Yeah. Shit, you were young. But then also, but then also, like, I was young when Cheers was on TV, but you also have to remember that when I was in junior high school and high school and college, reruns were still a thing. You know? I grew up with reruns. Yeah. And, and like, those don't exist anymore, and that's so sad. I'm just like changing the TV and be like, 
Shit, I watch so much. Bewitched, I dream of Genie, my three sons, fucking uh, 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 Gilligan's Island. Mr. Ed. Mr. Ed, fucking uh, 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 uh. The, the mothers-in-law. The Cisco Kid was Cisco right before kid. this sat- Saturday morning TV show started right after like Channel 5 would play the Cisco Kid. So I would wake up early, get some cereal, sit in front of the TV, and I'd hear the end credit. I'd watch the end of the Cisco Kid. Yeah. It's like all of these things have disappeared. My kids don't know. Because you like, really couldn't watch all of the Cisco Kid. It was pretty like, bad. Like a friend of mine was talking about how they hate Sally Field. Oh, I've always hated Sally Field. What a bitch. And, and, and then I'm like saying nothing. And they're like, do you like Sally Field? And I'm like, I've always had a crush on Sally Field because I used to watch all the reruns of Gidget. <laughs> it was always on TV when I was like eight. I, yeah, I don't know see, if I've like, seen Gidget, but I know I've seen Flying Nun. Changing channel, changing channel, changing channel, cute chicken bikini. Okay, I'll give it a try. I'm 10. And so I always had just this huge fucking crush on on fucking uh, Sally Field because of that. And then the Smokey and the Bandits were so fucking huge back then. Um, Oh, God, yeah. Funny. uh, I had one of the toys from the Toys R Us commercial. Yeah. And seeing that, the watch that also you could remove it and unfold it and it was a tiny robot yeah i had that and i loved that fucking watch so much and i geeked out when i saw my childhood toy on here okay bunny on a scale from nine to ten how excited were you to see the cast of riptide twice i i I, weird i i (sighs) look at least i have that you know, when they're going back over their memories, they can, they can go back and they can watch this and be like, we were somebody for a moment. You know? Yeah. They, they were no Simon and Simon. Yeah. But they came right on after Magnum. This was kind of a big deal. They had a robot. They were no Airwolf. No. And it was crap. Yeah. And I don't uh, think we've seen any of these people again. Oh, wait. Hold on, Bunny. We need to stop for a commercial. When he was eight years old, young Oscar Meyer had a dream to one day make shitty-ass baloney. So you mean to tell me that the Statue of Liberty I- exists now because of the baloney people? Is that what these commercials are telling me? I believe so. It, it can, like they showed that commercial like eight times that like Oscar Mayer is restoring the Statue of Liberty. I'm like, where the fuck did that happen? What the fuck is this? <laughs> I don't think historians wrote that down. So that's weird. Uh, 
and Cliff Clavin sings. Oh, yes. No. Oh, no. Well, to be technical, Cliff Clavin lip syncs. Sort of. Yeah. Yeah. Sort of. Yeah. So when this his is a... earpiece was working. Oh, the person who has lip synced the worst in the history of the Macy's Parade is they got Don McLean uh, to sing American Pie at the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. And you think, oh, okay, it's like 1981, 1984. Uh, yeah, that should be good. No, it was like five years ago. He was old as fuck, and he had no idea how to lip sync. <laughs> it was bad. Like, the song starts, and he's like... Ah! It, it was horrible. He was the worst. Fucking Don McLean. Uh, fucking Abner the Eccentric. I miss the underdog balloon. I marked out when the Get Along Gang showed up. Yeah. That was one of my favorite cartoons back then. It was just fucking animals, anthropomorphic animals who live in the forest and they learn important lessons. I had one of the animals, like the leader of the gang, he was like a fucking moose or some shit. And I carried that uh that plushie around everywhere I went when I was a little kid. I loved the get along gang. Yeah. Uh the rest of my family hated me because I was so sensitive and cried all the time. I was a very sensitive child. That's probably why my dad started ignoring me, because I was so sensitive. And so one day, my parents come home from the store and say, Hey, Stevie, uh, we accidentally bought this book and thought, Hey, since we didn't have to buy it, maybe we can give it to Stevie. It's got the characters you like, and maybe you'll like it. And the... And, and like, I'm like, okay, I'm seven, and I know that's bullshit. Yeah. But whatever, and the book was The Get Along Gang and the Tale of the Big Crybaby. Okay. That's and this was and this has been my childhood. <coughs> so uh so Bunny, when you heard Robert Vaughn reciting poetry, how hard did your penis get? Uh, pretty hard. Yeah, yeah, I imagine. Pretty hard. Robert Vaughn, man. Yeah. And what was he reciting again? I forget. The poem that, uh, the Statue of Liberty poem. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Huddled Masses. And then I think he started singing. Uh, the Fraggle Rock float was awesome, and I wanted to mention it. It had a big giant gorg that was trying to catch the Fraggles, and I wanted to mention it because Apple recently bought the rights to Fraggle Rock, and yeah. they're doing a new series in 2022, uh, so next year, with actual puppets. It's not a cartoon or CGI or some shit. They're going back to actual puppets, and, and it, it looks really good, and they seem to have gotten the same voice cast, so I was really excited about that. Also, I, I, I always appreciated that the Fraggles basically worshipped the, the compost heap. Yeah, the trash heap. Uh, Marjorie, yeah. the trash heap. I loved the yeah. trash heap. Also, even when I was a kid, fuck Woody Woodpecker. <laughs> always hated Woody Woodpecker. 
Yeah, what a piece of shit. That laugh can uh, suck my lady balls. Somewhere, somewhere on the planet Earth, there is a man whose sole fetish is watching Irene Cara sing the flash dance theme while Garfield and Marmaduke gyrate around her. And it must be difficult because they can only masturbate to the 1984 Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. Yeah. Those Oshkosh Bagosh commercials really drove me nuts after like the 12th time. And the crazy part is I'm not joking. Yeah. Uh, I remember V the miniseries and I remember V the follow-up miniseries. I do not remember V the short-lived weekly shitty television series that they were promoting. Yeah. Uh, I don't remember that at all. Which I guess is why it's short-lived. Oh, very short-lived. I'm not sure if it went 13 episodes, and I'm not dead sure that they didn't actually retrofit the series to make the second miniseries out of. That might be. That might be true. Yeah. Uh, fun fact, Bunny, the Winchester man community... Did that, man, did V burn hot and burn out really quick. I had a V action figure, and it was a random V soldier, but the cool part was was that his face's skin came off to reveal the alien underneath. Yes. And there was a thing in the back that would make its uh, forked tongue stick out, and I fucking loved that. I carried that around with me. I carried around a lot of toys when I was a kid. Yeah. This is my favorite toy. I'm going to take it to the store. I'm going to take it to church. I'm going to take it fucking everywhere. I love this toy. Yeah. Not that my parents ever took me to church, but I loved V when I was a kid. And that's weird because I was like in third grade, but we were all playing V. You know, I remember as a kid, we would all play like, what do you want to play today? Let's play Running Man. Wait a minute, you were in third grade in, like, 84? Uh, hold on. I was seven years old oh when God. this parade happened. I, I was a mom. Yeah, I was, I was seven years old. Of two. Wow. Yeah. I was I, a mom of two. I was figuring out how to be an adult. With some yeah. fair success here and there. A little bit. As a mom. A little bit. Yeah. I, I imagine that's... in 81. I, I, just, I just had an epiphany. I just had an apostrophe. Because uh, Eleanor and Maxwell play Squid Game all the time. I imagine that's comparable. Oh, yeah. To uh, us playing V in uh, Running Man as a kid. Okay. Yeah, yeah that makes sense. That makes sense. My uh, kids played Land Before Time. Land Before Time. Yes. Jesus. Um, uh, fun fact, Bunny, the Winchester Community High School Band is comprised solely of musicians whose mothers were burned alive by demons causing the band members to become demon hunters. Yeah. Oh, really? Thank you for adding that. That really brought the spice, the flavor. 
to it. Uh, oh, how great would it have been if the Winchester Community High School marching band shows up in 1984 and instead of playing uh, uh, Let It Snow, they play Carry On My Wayward Son. Yeah. That would have been fucking hilarious. I hope to never see Scooby-Doo breakdance as long as I live. It, it, it did make me very reminiscent and a little sad about being from New York. Yeah. You know? So so while I was watching it, I, I was reminiscing about Broadway plays and things like that because they were all advertised locally. Yeah. And I never realized that that was like just a New York thing. Yeah. But of course it is. Yeah. You know, this is how I know Mandy Potemkin was in Evita on Broadway. Because he was in the commercials. Don't cry for me, motherfuckers. Or the WWE. You all are assholes. Or the WWE or whoever the hell they were at the time. We would get them on local access on Channel 6 at live at a Madison Square Garden. Yeah. You know. Fascinating. All of that kind of stuff. So, so like, it just made me feel very nostalgic. And, of course, being a dumb fuck, I never actually went to a Broadway play. <laughs> yeah. I found on YouTube these old public service announcements from the 80s. Uh, and they were like, uh, don't smoke and, and stuff. But it was done by the cast of Cats. It was Cats public service announcements. I found yeah. two of them. And like, I am, when I saw them, I was shocked that like the musical Cats was so popular that they did bizarre uh, public service announcement ads. And I would have loved for modern day Cats to do that. I, I like, think it like, was at the Waverly Theater, wasn't it? I yeah, like part of the advertisement. Yeah, and I thought like shit, this must have been like a New York public service announcements because yeah. I never saw these. These are fucking ridiculous. But Joseph and the Technicolor Dreamcoat or uh <sighs> Happy Birthday Gemini or like I knew Harvey Firestein before I think the rest of the world <laughs> knew Harvey Firestein. David because, because he David. Did, um, did the Broadway production of La Caja Fole and Torchlight Trilogy. Fuck, yeah. Wow, you probably knew a few more people in this parade than I did. But that was just, but like, but like, that was just being a New Yorker. That wasn't like I was yeah. really into Broadway. Like, I'm more into Broadway now in retrospect. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But it was just, that's just what was around. That was what's, what was part of television advertising. That was what was part of radio advertising. Yeah. I... Was Mary Lou Retton just two feet tall? Yeah, I believe so. I mean, I was a kid at that time, so, like, I just knew she was a bit short, but, like, was she, like... Was she, was she a, a little person? Well, she was... She was artificially like, engineered by our, our government go. okay. in response to the to, to previous Olympic 
yes, with to Russian king Nadia Comaneci winning. Yeah, okay. So it was like, we need an all-American gymnast. And they collected sperm from all over and yeah. tested it for gymnasticity. gymnasticity. I love and, gymnasticity. And they created Mary Lou Retton. Yeah. Okay, well, that makes sense. And, and, and since they were at it, they made her in the convenient carry size. I said, I said they're going to announce uh, Olympians from 1984. I'm going to know Mary Lou Retton and nobody else. And then fucking Greg Louganis slapped me in the face. Yeah. And I was like, shit, dog, yes, I know you. I see you. I saw you throughout the rest of my life more than I saw Mary Lou Retton. I saw Mary Lou Retton throughout the 80s. I saw Greg Louganis throughout the rest of my life. Yeah. Fucking good for you, Greg Louganis. So I love Macy's non sequiturs. I said this uh, earlier. In, in the podcast, but they just get like a top hat and they put a bunch of shit in it and they just yeah. spin it around and they're like, okay, let's uh, pull out some stuff. Okay, Neil Sedaka sings New York, New York on the uh, Scooby-Doo float sponsored by Mutual of Omaha. There you go. <laughs> That's 10 minutes of a fucking parade. Yes. And so... The best non sequitur of this parade is two actors from Hill Street Blues. Yes. Oh, God. Who can't sing. No. Singing a cop song about bank robbers while the cast of the kids' cartoon Shirt, Shirt Tales sings and dances with him. With them. Yes. What the fuck was that? I, I, I don't know. I was aghast. Yes. Fucking Hill Street Blues singing an old cop song yeah. with the cast of Shirt Tales. I never saw an episode of Shirt Tales, but I would watch their opening credits all the time because I loved their opening theme song. But, but I had, I don't. But again, it's so funny to see some see like seeing people out of context is kind of fucking hysterical. Yeah, where you is. take this tough-looking cop from the show who I am sure is always just a tough-looking cop on the show, but then you drag, drop him in the middle of a parade on Fifth Avenue and make a dance. With dancing animals. Yeah. It looks absurd. It looks beautifully absurd. Yeah, it's all insane. That's what I love about the Macy's Parade. And excuse me? Fuck you, Rich Little. Where's Bimbo? Like, he's still... Like, he's still... Yeah, where's Bimbo? Fuck where's him. fucking but, Bimbo? But you know he's just looking down for a Muppet to shake down for drugs. Who? The guy from Hill Street Blues. Oh, yeah, the guy from... There yeah. was a guy from Hill Street Blues who was there to support the other two guys from Hill Street Blues that were doing the musical number. Yes. And it's like, it, it, like I don't think I ever saw an episode of Hill Street Blues, but I could probably sing the, hum the theme song. <laughs> there were a lot of shows like that back in the day. Yeah. That's something. So Well, so, because theme songs were still getting popular on the radio, weren't they? 
Yeah, I remember listening to the listening to uh, the Welcome Back Carter theme song on the radio all the time. Yeah. And uh, Greatest American Hero. Those were songs you just heard on the radio. Raindrops Keep Falling on My Head, the classic one, but... Or was that a theme song? Butch Cassidy and Sundance Kid. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Fame. That was Fame. another one I heard on the radio all the time. Yeah. I heard fucking Mr. Ed a couple times. <laughs> on the radio. Okay, so, Bunny, uh, so Rich Little showed up, and he did all the impressions that he does. Yes. And so I said to myself... I is he alive? What is he doing? What is happening? The last time I checked, which has been not that long ago, oh. he is alive. Yeah, so I looked him up, okay? Uh, and I learned so many bizarre things. Canadian born. Uh, so he's a Canadian. In 2010, he got his citizenship. 82 years old, still alive. Still does live performances. He's been divorced four times. In the late 60s, the Pink Panther people who were making the Pink Panther cartoons, apparently in the late 60s, they said, every Pink Panther cartoon we've done has had no dialogue. Pink Panther doesn't talk. The people fighting Pink Panther don't talk. This is hard, and it fucking sucks. We need to start making people talk, because doing cartooning is hard. Yes. And it's like, oh... Tom and Jerry didn't talk. Yeah, but you know who did talk? The dogs talk. The owners talk. The wildly offensive black mammy maid talked. You look back at those uh, Tom and Jerry cartoons, there's some serious racist shit in there. Their yeah. nanny was a mammy, and it's all fucking horrible. But, like, there was still talking in Tom and Jerry. There were never any talking in, in, in a Pink Panther so they said, hey, we got to fucking start making people talk. So they did two cartoons in the late 60s, Pink Sink, which I'm pretty sure is a very dirty ACDC song. Yeah. And Pink Ice. And they hired Rich Little to do the voice of the Pink Panther. Really? And they're like, okay, first one, uh, Sink Pink. We'll just have him do one line. And then in the second one, Pink Ice. Then we'll have them talk throughout it. But it'll be a slow, gradual thing. And I'm sure the fans are going to love it. The fans hated it, and he stopped talking. But Rich Little was the voice of the Pink Panther. <laughs> Blew me away. In the 80s, he would that's be... A, well, that's just a great trivia question. I watched the two cartoons. They're on YouTube. It's yeah. fucking weird. To hear the Pink Panther talking. It's like those cartoons you would get every once in a while where Wile E. Coyote is talking. And it's like <laughs> Wile E. Coyote is chasing the Roadrunner and he doesn't say anything. And it's like, fuck, I'm going to try and catch uh, Bugs Bunny. Pleased to make your acquaintance, I am Wile E. Coyote, a genius. Yes. And it's like, fucking, why are you talking to him and not to him or possibly her? I'm pretty sure the Roadrunner. But, which is probably why uh, she's so smart. Uh, but uh, here's another fun fact about Rich Little. This blew my mind. In the 80s, Rich Little would secretly be hired to dub the voices of famous actors that 
could barely talk in movies. Yeah. So, like, hey, we're doing this uh, uh, Pink Panther movie. We have David Niven in it. He's 300 years old. He can barely talk. Fine. We need him to be in the movie, have him be in the film, walk around, say his lines, and then we'll just get Rich Little to do the voice. He did that a shit ton of times in movies. Like, it's the 80s, and hey, we can't let people know that Gene Kelly can barely fucking talk. Get Rich Little on the phone, and he would be hired to be to pretend to be real voices of famous celebrities. <laughs> that blows my mind. So you're seeing some movie with a famous person, and it's like, oh, yeah, this is actually Rich Little doing that famous person. Okay, so here's my favorite Rich Little story that I learned this week. Um, George W. Bush was a huge Rich Little fan. Okay. Which shouldn't come as a shock because George W. Bush is a piece of shit. So for his 2007 White House Correspondents' Dinner, he gets Rich Little to host. It's 2007. It's important to remember that it's 2007. And Rich Little shows up to host the White House Correspondents' Dinner, and it's like, I'm proud to be here hosting the White House Correspondents' Dinner. And who else is here? Is that Jack Benny? It's 2007. Oh. Oh, well, that's how uh, uh, Rich Little would say it, but what if Johnny Carson was here? Bitch, it's 2007. Yeah. And then some person does the speech, and then... uh, It is sad. Yeah, and then like uh, some uh, person does a speech, and then it's time to uh, go back to Rich Little, and it's like, powerful words. It's me, <laughs> Howard Cosell. It's 2007, Rich Little. So fucking Rich Little was demolished by reviewers and the press and shit, because it's like fucking, it's 2007! But don't you want to hear his Eminem impersonation? I don't think he got any new characters after a certain period in time. And it's just kind of sad. I really want to hear Rich Little Snoop Dogg. Yeah, like fucking, like, and he's still, like, doing performances at, like, hotels and casinos and shit like that. And it's like, good for you. You have had a very long career. But motherfucker, we don't need to keep hearing your John Wayne. You know? Like fucking, at some point you move on. Let's uh, hear Rich Little doing his Christopher Pattinson. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just want to be clear, Bunny. I want to have it be here uh, recorded that... Tim Conway having a hoedown with Cabbage Patch Dolls and the Oshkosh, Oshkosh Bagosh commercial will be the only things listed in my suicide note. Okay. Understandable. Love you, Mayo. Love you. I will only allow you to call me Mayo. Everyone else is a bitch. Don't get me wrong. You're also a bitch. But everyone else is. Too. Uh, how is it that McDonald's had 12 different ads for this? Oh, God, yeah. 
Like, what the fuck? And it was weird because, like, one of the commercials is McDonald's all-new 20-piece McNugget meal. Perfect for a massive corporate uh, office party. Or an entire classroom. Or just Steve. And what I learned that was interesting in that period and for most of the time they still had the McDonald's McDonald's was played by Squire Friedel. Squire Friedel? I thought you were going to say Willard Scott. But who, was, who was an actor in the 70s. You know, like sometimes they try pushing an actor and that actor just doesn't go anywhere. That was yeah, Squire the... Friedel. So like he had a series or two. I think he was always partnered with somebody else. Like he was yeah, in a series um... with a guy. They could have been detectives. They could have been lawyers. They could have been a lot of shit. It was a show in the 70s. Okay. And then he kind of disappeared, and I found out, well, he became Ronald McDonald. I mean, he probably got a lot of fucking money for that, more than he did being a fucking celebrity, I imagine. Whoever they pick to be Ronald gets a decent amount of money. Yeah. Especially if you're doing it for a long time. I was surprised that they still had the McDonald Land character in 1984. There was one commercial that had like a some weird old guy and then like a pirate and it's like I thought you had already been sued by the by the HR Puffin stuff people at this time at this period. I I am not sure about that. It, it it's just surprising that like oh shit it's another McDonald's commercial. It's a different one. Okay. Oh shit it's another McDonald's commercial. Oh it's a different one. Oh shit it's another McDonald's. This is the ninth different McDonald's commercial. I'm yeah. used to a company having one commercial, and then there you go. You keep seeing that commercial, but, like, fucking McDonald's had, like, 15 on deck. Yeah. Like, what the but hell? But then they get a little forgiveness, because they slip in Ronald McDonald House, and, and, like, ah, you know, you could say a lot of shit about McDonald's. I recently but explained... Ronald McDonald House, you know? I recently explained the Ronald McDonald House to the kids. And, and we were getting McDonald's, and someone said, what's the Ronald McDonald house? And I'm like, oh, okay, well, that's actually wonderful. Let me explain what that is. And, like, the kids had no idea what that was, and it's like, well, there were advertisements for that when I was a kid. Yeah. And here's the advertisements. They told you exactly what the Ronald McDonald house was, and it's like, fucking, like, okay, McDonald's is evil, but uh, that's, like, the best yeah. thing in the world. Fucking, like... Fucking good on you, McDonald's. I mean, I mean, okay. They're probably using it as a tax shelter. Oh, absolutely. But they're still help, helping a fuckload of kids. Oh yeah. Yeah. So it's like, oh, McDonald's. <clears throat> I really want to hate you more than I can. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Uh, so that's all I've got for the uh, 1984 Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. Our podcast has gotten shorter. It's just there's so much to fucking talk about in this goddamn parade. Yes. And fucking we haven't, we, we've we only glossed over Scooby-Doo breakdancing. Yeah, Scooby-Doo breakdancing, fucking, there was so much. But it so was much. a highlight. Yeah, there was so much here. 
Oh, I loved the part where there's a squiggly worm, and on top of it is Paddington Bear. But Bryant Gumble has obviously been given copy that calls him Curious George. Yes! Yes! <laughs> and, like, he pauses after he says that Brian it's Curious Gumbel George. Bryant Gumble said Curious George. And who was he it? Paddington Bear. Yeah, he pauses when he says Curious George, and he pauses just long enough for you to say... Fucking no, that's Curious George. And then he says, like, although I could plainly see that's Curious George. And so he just stops talking. Yeah. Because it's like, I'm not going to say the rest of this because that's not fucking Curious George. The only thing that I can think of is that he was wearing a yellow hat. Yeah. Curious George was, and maybe they just got confused that way. But, like, I thought that was hilarious. There was one. Well, no, George never wore the hat. Yeah, but I, but still, like when you think of Curious George, you do think of the yellow hat. Yes. So I thought maybe that's where someone got confused, but yeah, no, that was hilarious. All of that was hilarious. Yes. Yeah. Oh, but I gotta stop myself. Well, it's I hard think... to think when he got to piss, you know. Yeah. But I think that yeah, <laughs> he needed to piss a lot. He did say at one point in time that he's had a lot of coffee, and it's like, oh well, that's your downfall. Yeah. Right there. That's why suddenly uh, the Brady Bunch mom is hosting the goddamn parade. But, yeah, you, you hey, do not know? drink a lot of coffee before the Thanksgiving Day parade when you're the This is why host. now there's like four or five people hosting and yeah. not just Pat Sajak and fucking Bryant Gumble. Yeah. That's why there's more than one person. There's a team now that hosts. It's always two people, not just... One person needing to take a fucking piss. It needs oh. to be an action team. The Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. I'm thinking five or six people. Yeah. Yeah, they rotate. They tag out like a tag team match. And, and, they, and they, they are roaming around the parade site looking for the best bits. Yeah. You know? Yeah, like uh, uh, Fred Willard used to to do that. He would just be walking around with the fucking clowns and the people holding the balloons and shit, and he would just interview. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I don't know if they do that anymore. Is Fred Willard still alive? I don't even know. So it's like, breaking in, breaking in, I gotta break in, I gotta break in. Uh, the Bernstein Bears are devouring Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> they are devouring Winnie the Pooh. Get it, swing a camera over here. <laughs> I just realized it, Bunny. Uh, the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade is my Super Bowl. Yeah. It's just one time a year when, like, okay, this is kind of my weird sport, and I'm going to mark out. <laughs> this is my Super Bowl. The Super Bowl's coming up this week. The Macy's Thanksgiving Day Super Bowl. And I'm super excited because it's always a fucking shit show, and I love it. Uh, so that's all I've got this week. For this week's movie, the 1984 Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. Um, there was there is one more episode in November before we get to December, and when we get to December, we got to start watching the Christmas movies. Okay, so the way I feel, we have one last episode to do something non-Christmassy, and I've got an episode. I've got a movie. I okay. haven't put it yet. Uh, on our shared cough cough. I've been having a hard time uploading on our shared cough cough, so I've been uploading it on another cough cough that I have. 
like an really? alt and then sending you a link. Sometimes that's what I did with uh, Last Night in Soho, which is a wonderful movie. Yeah. But anyway, uh, I haven't done it yet, but I'll do it once we are done here. It is a movie that came out this year in 2021. It's one of my favorite movies of the year. It's maybe like in the top three. It was, you can absolutely, positively, 100% tell that it was filmed in quarantine, but they came up with a plot that made sense. It's an uh, end-of-the-world movie that I absolutely love, and it's called How It Ends. Okay. It's got an incredible cast. It's a dumb movie that I am in love with. Okay. It is an end-of-the-world movie that is adorable, and I love it, and it's incredible, and fucking, it's, it's simple, and I fucking love it so much, and it had such a limited release. Nobody knows what the fuck this movie is, but we're going to do it because I love it, and uh, it's next week, the 2021 film, How It Ends. And uh, also, uh, I'm going to be watching some cinema therapy and talking about that. And uh, maybe we'll be talking some more sports, because football's happening right now, and there's a lot of games, you know? Steelers-Chargers happened today, and I'm having a hard time with that, because, like, the, the Charger charges the steel. Does that mean that the Charger is electrocuted, or the Charger has power? But the oh. power... The power that the steel has won't affect the charger. I don't know. It's kind of a toss-up. But I love talking about sports, of course, because I'm such a sports <laughs> uh, But that's next week. Now that I'm looking back at this week, the highs, the lows, the ups, the downs, the ins, the outs, Placido Domingo, Ghostbusters Afterlife, uh, Vikings versus Cowboys. I got to say, oh, uh, uh, Jon Snow, bad name. For a physician in 1850, I gotta say, I think that this has been a pretty good episode of the podcast. This has been a damn good episode. Okay, good. I felt the same way, but I didn't want to say anything because I feel like you're the person who makes that distinction and not me, and I didn't want to intrude, impose, impound, <laughs> imprint, uh, some other im word. But yes, I concur. I concur with your assessment. <laughs> Good sir. Oh, they don't have their headphones on. I shouldn't have been yelling. So until next week, I am Bunny Williams. And I am Reverend Steve slash Mr. Steve slash Malin. Bunny, I wanted to thank you. I uh, discovered a new name this week. Malin, it, I love it so much. I want it to be my name now. And I came up with it while in the bath trying to think of what you said, that, like, I just need, I just need shower time, and I just came up with yeah. it. Me, because I'm the May Queen. Lynn, because I was trying to shorten Galindo. And also, when you hear someone named May Lynn, you kind of think they're Asian, and I look uh, uh, racially ambiguous, and so the name alone will confuse people. <laughs> I love the name so much, and I, uh, I I have you to thank for that. So thank you. For You're that. welcome. Uh, and I am Reverend Stephen on behalf of Natasha, Maxwell, Eleanor, Mal, Emerald, and ev uh, everyone else. I just want to say thanks for listening, and we will see you next week, you godless heathens. And you wormists. 
And you what? Wormaths? Is that some video game thing I don't get? Okay. And you other mother. Thank you for that. Eleanor is a big fan of other mother. Do 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 Skitty Papa Doo Wow cut and print. Cut and print.